right, ladies and gentlemen, it is a, another week, another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My name is Josh Kuypers. My name is Anthony Hookman. And uh, we've got something extra special. Anthony, it's a finale week. Uh, Can't do it without a guest. Gotta have a guest. You think back to season one, we had Platt's own Julie Taylor, uh, Chase Hurt, if you remember. Uh, season two, we had the significant others on, uh, to give the, the feminine perspective on Friday Night Lights. Uh, just a, we, this, this, uh, season, just a couple of bozos, uh, is what we've got <laughs> planned. Uh, we are very excited to have, uh, two former Panthers, uh, not the Dylan Panthers, but the Platt Black Panthers with us. We've got Austin Ringling and Miles Kuyper, and guys, I'm going to let you guys uh, introduce yourselves, tell us what you're about. Uh, just just know that uh, this podcast goes out from Laos to the West Indies, <laughs> and uh, so as much as you want to let the world know about yourself, uh, that, yeah, sounds good, but uh, yeah, Austin, uh, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, maybe your your history with Friday Night Lights. Yeah, I guess yeah, my name is Austin Ringling. I now live in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, but I, uh, I hail from Platt. I guess I've known Josh ever since I was, ever since I can remember, I guess. Yep. Um, my parents and Josh's parents were very good friends, and I basically grew up at Josh's house. So mm-hmm. we could go on for days and days about that. Um, Anthony was in my class, and um, I guess I started watching Friday Night Lights. Oh, it was probably about season four or five is when I got into it. and. Um, Man, first couple, first couple episodes, I thought, oh, this is kind of more of a soap opera type of deal. Not really into it. Uh-huh. Stuck it out for about five, six episodes, and then um, yeah, I was was all in. And I don't really get into watching too many shows for a long period of time. So yeah, I got hooked on it. And once I heard you guys' podcast, I've been listening every week and uh, have been been along for the whole ride. It's been great. Nice. Uh, so you started in season four or five and then, so then did you watch, just watch then and then go back and see the earlier yeah, seasons? I probably or? watched probably four or five episodes, got into it, then went back and started from the beginning and it obviously made a lot more sense then, but the beginning was actually, <laughs> the beginning I loved a lot more actually than, than season four or five, so. That's what I really got into it. Yeah, really enjoyed it. So yeah, uh, we'll get more into your Black Panther history uh, specifically in a little bit, but uh, let's uh, let's go over to Miles. Miles down there, our our uh, current resident Texan. So he's bringing the Texas perspective. What are you What are you doing down there in Texas, Miles? Yeah, so um, I, I moved to Texas about eight years ago. Kind of my background, uh, growing up in Platte, South Dakota, with both Josh and Anthony. I was actually in the same class as Josh, and I had the utmost pleasure of touching Josh's butt for six consecutive years as <laughs> he was the uh, center. About that connection you guys have. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very really intimate. Yeah, it runs pretty deep. Yeah, yeah. As he was the center, and I was the quarterback from middle school all the way up in, into our senior year of high school. So, got to know Josh real well. <laughs> I was just thinking about that today, like. But that that hand up in there, like that is oh, yeah. just nestled in the most. Like, there's nobody else that has touched me there, Miles. <laughs> like, that's well, that's you I'm, know. I'm glad I could be the first and the last. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so was Josh. I feel honored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah, after high school, I went to the University of Sioux Falls. And then from there, uh, I went and got my uh, doctorate of physical therapy degree out in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what brought me to Texas. And now I actually get uh, to be on the sidelines and witness Friday Night Lights firsthand, kind of being part of the medical staff for the Geyer High School down here. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that you were, yeah, like yeah. actually literally right there in the the thick of it. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's been a pretty fun gig so far. So, uh, Well, guys, we are very, very excited to have you both aboard. Uh, I'm sure, yeah, there are lots of stories to tell. We'll appreciate both of your perspective um, on the episode. Uh, we got a great episode to talk about, so let's get into it. Uh, before we move into the episode proper, I got to know what everybody's drinking tonight. So let's start with our guests. Uh, Austin, what are, you, what are you cracking open this evening? So I am tonight drinking a Golden Road uh, mango cart, which I was just introduced to today. I have a friend uh, here in town named Derek, um, who's actually a booze distributor. We were over at their house for a birthday party today. He's got to try this. I like fruity beer, especially uh-huh. in the summertime. Yep. So he gave me this mango cart. Man, it is. It is awesome. And he also, uh, he told me, he also gave me a um, couple of them take home. And then he said, I have to mix it with Kona Big Man. I was like, like, dude, you don't mix beer. That just seems <laughs> ridiculous. But, so I'm drinking one singular now. Uh-huh. Maybe a little later here, I might give, maybe at the end, I'll uh, mix them and give you a review on that. But, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just, that's. Real good though, very good. Uh, beer distributor—that's a good friend to have. He's a great friend to have. Yeah, it's quite the quite the stash in his house. Nice. Got a, a Joe McCoy of your own. Uh, <laughs> he, is the, <laughs> he is the stud of sons for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Miles? Uh, I am actually drinking a whiskey. I actually uh, found this whiskey when I moved to Texas, and you know, coincidentally, it is actually called TX whiskey. Hey, nice. So we actually went to this, the distillery and took their whole tour and everything. It was, mm-hmm. it was awesome. Apparently the TX doesn't stand for Texas. That's what they told us. <laughs> okay. I don't know what it stands for. They didn't really say, but they claim it doesn't stand for Texas. So what else could it possibly stand for that? that exactly. <laughs> did, they, did they have an excuse of like, <laughs> like it's not, it doesn't stand for Texas. It stands for no, they didn't actually. That was 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 weird. They didn't actually say. It, they kind of just it's yeah, be a joke. Right? <laughs> they kind of just beat around the bush, and then we kind of went on yeah, to something yeah. else. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, for the purposes of this podcast, uh, it stands for Texas. Uh, <laughs> there we go. You're drinking some Texas whiskey. <laughs> Very nice, Anthony. What do you got? I uh, have made one of the classic mojitos. It's back, baby. The uh, back in my, my popsicle ribbon glass, but yeah, I've got the. Uh, the Bracco Mojito with my own spin on it. The the recipe that I famously stole. We've spoken about that on the podcast before. The secret ingredient is... <laughs> <laughs> I'll wow. bleep that out. I'm going to bleep that out. <laughs> well, now you guys know. It's actually... <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> In place of regular Bacardi is the actual okay, yeah, secret yeah, yeah. ingredient. My spin on it is... The yes, <laughs> the Hookman Bracco Mojito. <laughs> Boom. Uh, is it your own mint plant? Yes, got it out Ooh. on the deck. Smaller farm this year. Uh, smaller deck, smaller Scaled farm, but acreage. I've still got... There's been a drought. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got uh, about a one, uh, one 250th of an acre out there, uh, if I had to guess. 
Well, congrats on the crop. Uh, last Thank I heard, you. it hadn't come in yet. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, just this is uh, well. Aside from uh, the house room party, which you were at, uh, yeah. this is the first mojito that I've harvested since then. So, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Well, I you it was a it was store bought mint then, wasn't it? It it wasn't your. It own was. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Got it at Hy-Vee, Transplanted it into a larger. Yeah. Um pot and let me tell you it's just flourishing <laughs> it's good to hear <laughs> mint's a pretty uh a resilient plant <laughs> you know, you, hard to screw that one up you have to really ignore it for it to die <laughs> <laughs> it grows wild in the the creek behind my house so <laughs> it can't be too hard uh well i have we were in so yesterday the mother-in-law took the kids overnight. So Lindsay and I spent some time in Sioux Falls and we went over to Fernson's and had ourselves a beer. And I brought home uh Fernson's Raz Lemonade Curio. Uh, it's very good. It's yeah, a sour. So I'm with you, Austin. I like the, the fruity beers in the summer. Um, it makes all great stuff. Yeah. Fernson is top notch. Uh, so that's what I got. Raz Lemonade Curio. It's very nice. I'll do the trick. Uh, But however, because the mother-in-law had the kids yesterday, I basically didn't stop drinking beer from like noon on. And so I'm going to drink this one and then (laughs) (laughs) I've got some grapefruit uh, carbonated water that I'm going to switch to. There you go. So that's what we're drinking. There's our guests. Uh, I say, fellas, let's let's get into it and see where the night takes us here. Everyone, hold on to your butts. This should get interesting. Uh, Here we go. Episode 13 of season three. Uh, This episode is entitled Tomorrow Blues. It aired January 14 of 2009. I'm looking at the IMDb and it looks like Movie Dude 1 did not fail us for the season finale. So why don't we hear that? Is there an NBC one? Like they often do for the... All that Finales. I'm seeing is is movie dude ones. I have not uh, went ahead and read it yet. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that that was done on air, but I do see that he spelled Lila correctly, which is easy. so. For right now, that's all I've seen. I'm I, I've I've got high hopes for it, so I'm I, I'm ready to be crushed. I, I want to in, introduce to you uh, that this is my favorite part of the. <laughs> you guys ripped out movie dude one which is fantastic so i'm so excited for this all right well i'm nervous because i'm just glancing at it and i see three semicolons and if there's one thing we know no one actually knows how to use a semicolon so at least of at least of all uh movie dude one so here we go all right skipping ahead five months in time dylan high school finds its graduating class with lila whose father has who whose father has come up with a plan for her to still possibly attend Vanderbilt. Matt, who plans to still, uh, I'm sorry, who's to a plan. Jeez. All right. Let's start this all over again. <laughs> I've, I've had a few beers myself today. All right. Those semicolons will get you. Yeah. yeah. Every time. Every time. Yep. All right. Skipping ahead five months in time, Dylan High School finds its graduating <laughs> class with Lila whose father has come up with a plan for her to still possibly attend Vanderbilt, Matt, who plans to attend a school in Chicago away from Julie, Tim, whose brother tries to get a mechanics garage going while planning to attend college himself, and Tyra, whose application is still up in the air in wanting to attend TU. Meanwhile, 
The issue over splitting Dylan High School seems small compared to the fact that outside influences such as money and a control for power continue to affect Coach Taylor, even when his contract comes up for negotiations. So that's two sentences. (laughs) I was going to say, he actually has a period in there, which is, you know, (laughs) good for him. I will say this is a pretty proper use of semicolons. I think he did. How it can you be sure? You don't I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure this is correct. Uh, I feel oh, I feel positively about uh, about that use of a semicolon. But man, what a mess of a couple of uh, well portions of sentences in there. Well, okay, so you, he's definitely going to get some positive points then for proper use of a semicolon. Like I feel like that's automatic points. However, I don't feel like that necessarily helped bring any clarity to what he was doing. No, I mean, this right here, Tim, whose brother tries to get a mechanics garage going while planning to attend college himself is an oh, yeah. absolute mess. <laughs> so, so Billy Riggins is planning to attend right, yeah. college. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, so, right. Exactly. The, basically the semicolons just allowed him to stick to his traditional two <laughs> you're sentence, right. You're right. Two sentence you're right. synopsis when really it should have been about a seven sentence synopsis. Yeah. So. And, I, and I'm trying to figure out uh, with Tyra's trying to go to TU. I don't know T U T is this is See, correct. This is why we brought you on. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what TU is. T-U. So yeah. So that's from the Texas guy. That's gonna you're gonna lose a point for that. <laughs> yeah. For do sure. some movie dude do one. some research, movie dude one. <laughs> uh, we we have figured out movie dude rut. Juan does very little research. <laughs> he does this thing in like a minute and then he's just done. <laughs> That's what the one stands for? One minute and done? <laughs> there you go. One minute's I, enough. See, I, I actually picture him like laying up at night thinking <laughs> of like what's going to be my, you know, theme of the how synopsis do I, yeah. that I How do I break does? this do down I into two sentences and thread everything together? Yeah. But the actual, yeah. Th- so that's more of an artistic uh, effort that he puts into it. The actual research, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't tried to pick a theme in a few weeks, I feel like. Yeah, which is he's probably a good move, but disappointing. Away from, yeah. <laughs> Yes. All right, uh, let's put a numerical value on this. Uh, so thorough, uh, a little confusing structure-wise. If you were, let's let's start with our guests, uh, Austin. If you're going to put a number on this, what do you think? No, it it wasn't his worst. I mean, <laughs> no, not, no, not no. even close. So um, I think you know, I was thinking right away. My first thought was four. I think that mm-hmm. could probably go with a four. It's mm-hmm. not good, but mm-hmm. it wasn't horrendous. So. Not bad for finale. Yeah. 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 Kite, what are you feeling? Yeah. Uh, you know, he tried to bring everything together. There's a lot of stuff going on. So he did bring in a whole lot of characters, which was uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. I like the fact that he actually used a period this time. <laughs> but, you know, the fact that he didn't do the research on the abbreviations for school, I got to take him down a notch. So I, I'd probably say a solid four. Okay. All right. I got a question. What is the highest movie dude has ever gotten? Gal. He got up into like the seven eight rarefied yeah. air once, pretty recently. Recently, that yeah. we were both pretty impressed with them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could even be this this one that's going to come out here. Uh, maybe yeah. I was going to say so, I wasn't sure if it's if it's yeah. Yet, no, he had a real he had a really good one. So I think it. I think we got him into. I think we got him into an eight. Yeah, I would. That's we what went, I would so. say. Yeah, but, but it's very 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 rare. Yeah. Um. 
I feel like I would have given him a four straight, like just without knowing the, the T U U T thing. <laughs> but I, I feel like we need to honor uh, your expertise on this miles. And so I, I would actually deduct him a point from that and I'd come down to a three on this one. So that's fair. What do you think, Anthony? I, I was thinking a four or five. Uh, and so I'll, I'll, with the deduction of the, the TUUT mistake, I'm also going to jump on the four train. Okay. Uh, yeah. Light, light four. All right. To be fair. I like it. So movie dude one, uh, not your worst, not your best. Uh, impressed, honestly, by the usage of semicolons not impressed by your knowledge of Texas in general. So uh, <laughs> there's movie dude one uh, hasn't failed us yet. Well, I guess he has dropped he has out definitely once or twice. Failed us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> as far as podcast content goes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Us yet. yeah. So, all right. There's the synopsis uh, from movie dude one. Let's do our own much lengthier synopsis. <laughs> so this uh, episode starts out. We get the, as movie dude one indicated, we get the five months later. Springtime in Dillon. Yep. Jump forward in time. We see baseball players in Dillon Panther uniforms. That looked weird to me. I don't know. Like it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, very much I guess so. they would have other sports. Was Matt Saracen playing baseball? I thought that's who it was right away. Catching the pop yeah. fly. Oh, I did. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, but I, then as he ran off, I was like, "Yeah, that's not." There. So. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I didn't. Notice I didn't think we there. recognized any of the baseball players, but I wasn't. I was. Yeah. Otherwise, it seemed super out. random, and I was like, "Maybe that was Sarah." Said I don't. Right. I don't know. But <laughs> I. I wonder if it was just to show that it's springtime and that that's the sport going on. But maybe you know, we got a few multi-sport athletes in the room, so we. <laughs> you know, it's not impossible. <laughs> Harrison over there playing shortstop with his laser rocket arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's that's far gone from now. It's a noodle. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've established that. What what do we think? How big do we think Dylan is? Uh, I what we've come up with is roughly fifty thousand. I think. Yeah. So I feel like a town that size is small enough that. I feel like most of probably the high school football players would also play baseball in the spring. I I don't feel like it's big enough that you got to well, just like pick your sport and that's it. So Miles, you're the expert on Texas high school football here. Um are most of them I mean confined to just football, do you know or like are they even allowed to to focus on any other sports? <laughs> uh so they are allowed to um if they're good. A lot of times you don't see a whole lot of crossover between like football and basketball just because the seasons actually clash into each other. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there are a couple athletes that do play on both. Um, but there's there's a, a good handful of kids that actually play football and baseball and then football and track. Um, but then yeah. again, you know, the, the high school that I'm, you know, kind of affiliated with there are six, eight schools. I mean, that's, that's the biggest you can get in Texas. So oh. I'm sure at some of these smaller schools, I mean, you probably have to have athletes that cross over. Sure. Yeah. Right. So you yeah, got to imagine that smash Williams was pretty good on the track. Yeah. Like, he oh, yeah. Running track. Yeah. You got to be, uh, I imagine, a a Bo Jackson level, uh, in smash Williams. I think that's maybe the side <laughs> that we got to see is what, how was he, uh, yeah. On the track, but something that'll never be answered. <laughs> we know that Saracen is a 
uh, a pretty broadly talented uh, guy. He, you know, draws pictures, listens to Bob Dylan, plays football, and plays baseball as well, probably. So sleep, sleeps with the coach's daughter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is man. probably the ballsiest move of, you know, his <laughs> entire <laughs> career. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. good for him. No doubt. Yeah, man of many talents. Uh, so could be, could be Matt, could not be. Uh, we've just spent five minutes on the first one point five seconds of the show. You're welcome. We're better sidetracked on that. Yeah. You're We're gonna keep it moving. Uh, so yeah, lots of other pictures of springtime. We uh, we see the Riggins uh, wedding, right? Wiggins Colette, Wiggins Riggins Colette wedding. Yeah, Billy and Tim are getting their they're getting their tuxes, picking up their tuxes. Yes, that's what it was. Uh, we see Buddy and Coach out golfing. What, do you really think Coach hangs out with Buddy? Would hang Absolutely out with Buddy not. this much? Absolutely not. He's no. the only person I ever see Coach hanging out with, though. And it confuses <laughs> me so much. Yeah. I mean, Co- he's definitely not hanging out with like Joe McCoy. So no, no it must just not. yeah. It must have been a, a desperation move where he's like, I, I got to get on the course. I'm calling Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> He's all I got. Yeah, you know Buddy is going to say yes if he yeah, asks him to exactly. go golfing. What else is Buddy going to do? Uh, we see Lila and Tim, Matt and Julie. We see Landry and Tyra in his Landry swimming off the dock in a t-shirt like a fat boy. Yes. Is that super weird? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell if he like fell in or something or if he was just swimming in a t-shirt like a weirdo. And of all things, it's a white t-shirt. So you're really not covering anything <laughs> yeah. up once it gets it was, wet. It, it makes the situation worse. Actually. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So not, yeah, not sure what he's trying to, I mean, yeah. Okay. Landry's just a weirdo. We know that. So we see the Taylors buying a new vehicle from Buddy. But then we get a little picture of, sorry, I've just got a whole list. There's a lot going yeah, on. Same. I like did the same worst. thing. Yeah. I was just trying to jot down what we, what was going on. Um, there's like a senior brunch waffle breakfast uh, that we see. And Tammy's kind of emceeing the brunch. And she's given us the update on what all of our favorite senior Dylan Panthers uh, will be up to after they graduate. Yeah. She's uh, filling us in with the old uh, higher ed plans. Uh, I do have to note that also during this montage, we get two Tim Riggins beer tally right off the bat. Wow, I didn't, yeah, I didn't catch that at all. Yep, um, but, and we also also got a music cue over this montage, uh, Jacob Dylan song. Oh, nice. Yeah, Jacob Dylan solo uh, nice. song called "Something Good This Way Comes." I had not heard it before, but I think I've song? said this before on the podcast. But Jacob Dylan uh, of the Wallflowers actually bought. This is some plat trivia right here. I bought the Wallflowers album off of Zeke Heisinger's garage sale for a quarter. <laughs> so. Oh man. <laughs> That's I a got, name. That's a name drop right there. <laughs> boom. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Uh, Zeke, come on the, the show. People in Laos have no idea who that is. <laughs> nope. nope. Uh, wouldn't pick him to be a Wallflowers uh, fan, and apparently he wasn't because he was selling it for a quarter. So, no good catch on the on the music cue. Uh, I assume he was was he drinking when they were picking up the wedding suits, or I know there um, no, was a little it was shot of him and Lila too. There was a little shot of him and Lila like hanging out in the the Riggins backyard, which, as we have determined, uh, also has a pool. So I don't know if they filled. They didn't show the pool, <laughs> but maybe the pool pool was filled up. Yeah, uh, for springtime. But yeah, he had two beers cracked. So nice. Well, put two on the tally for this episode already. Yeah, we find out that. Okay, so we know that Tim and Lila 
as of right now, are going to San Antonio State. Uh, do they say where Matt is going? Yeah, Art Institute of Chicago. Yep. So Miles, double uh, double expert here, an expert in Texas, and then also in Chicago. So the Art yeah. Institute in Chicago is a big deal, right? Like, is a yeah, it's a very <clears throat> big deal, um, and actually very cool. If you got if you guys ever get a chance to go up to Chicago, I would definitely suggest going and checking it out. It's it's really neat, actually. Yeah, I personally have toured the Art Institute of Chicago and was very impressed. No. Yeah. The only time Anthony and I go to Chicago is for UFC fights. <laughs> in the I, top, was the top row. I, yeah. I was present. I was present for that. Yes. Second, second yeah. to top row. <laughs> That's right. You, did you you went to the Did you go to the fights with us, Miles? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I think you guys stayed in my apartment. I definitely you? remember staying yeah. in your apartment, but I didn't <laughs> yeah. remember if you went. So, so yeah, you, you uh, guys actually invited me. So thank you. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. <laughs> so uh, you you remember in vivid detail as we do the. Uh, Kick him, Rashad. <laughs> Elbows, Rashad. Rashad. Elbows. <laughs> Punch him in the face, Rashad. Uh, not to get too sidetracked, I was thinking of this the other day, Miles. You know, you and I, not close friends, but friends. I love you. Uh, but as far as people that I've hung out with in different states, you and I have hung out in a number of different states. Yeah. Montana. Montana South Dakota. Wyoming, yeah. technically. Yeah. Uh, Illinois. Uh, Illinois. Uh, Missouri on the three seasons trip. Yeah, like <laughs> we've yeah. been uh, we've been all over together. Yeah, we've been we've been around. We've been around. Man, globe trotters over here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So in all of this, I feel like the only real new thing that we really learn is that Tyra is on the wait list for UT, not yes. TU. We also find out in here somewhere that JD has been named quarterback of the year. Yeah. And uh, the guy's yeah. list, the one guy, uh, whatever his name yes. is. That puts out. Yeah. Yeah. That smash uh, the list that smash was trying to get on in season one. <laughs> right. Um, so they, yeah, that scene kind of serves to yeah update us on where everything's at. Um, next we see Tammy who is meeting oh. with, oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. We've got, we get a full pads practice in the spring. Apparently there's a, that was, a I had a question for my, <laughs> yes. Do they do that? Yeah. They got spring ball. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I was, honestly, I was like, I have to ask my about this. What are they yeah. doing? Dude, up till August. I was like, uh, what time is it? What yeah. time of year is it? Yeah. So yeah, they, yeah, they have spring ball down here, you know, and they can only go so long in the spring and you know legally you know (laughs) but uh but yeah but yeah that 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 happens yeah i wrote down a question mark next to that and that is where we learned that uh jd was named qb of the year but i was like why are they in full pads at a spring practice uh why are they having a spring practice at all but that answers those questions for me right i have a question for you guys too because i had to skip a couple episodes here i've been just watching along and i just watched this for the the podcast Did they? What happened in the championship? I don't remember. Did they lose? They lost. Yep, they lost it to like in a last second uh, move. Yep. And was uh, Saracen was he playing receiver and JD was the quarterback? Obviously, slinging it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember it all. I was like, I would have to ask here. You're right. I think. Well, didn't they throw in part of it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, They threw in Saracen at QB because JD was shit in the bed. Yeah, he was freaking out. Um. Yep. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. All Madison's fault is what I'm saying. I'm with I'm with Joe McCoy in this one. <laughs> I skipped two episodes, minx. so I was like, I need a little recap from you guys. So okay. 
Did, did you see Joe McCoy beat the crap out of JD? Have you seen that yet? Well, I've seen it previously when I watched it <laughs> yeah, before, okay. but yeah, no, I haven't seen it in a while, probably a couple of years. So yeah, nope. They, they fell short this time, but it was close, Okay, but, but it was, it was a good game. It was a yes. memorable, uh, effort. So, all right, I'm up to speed then. Boom. All right. Uh, so Tammy's meeting with like a school board. We've seen this guy before. I think he's like a board member. Superintendent, something. I think they said later oh, on. Oh, is that who I is? think Tammy said, but yeah. I'd- it's time to renegotiate Coach's contract. And this guy, whoever he is, is asking Tammy if she would like to recuse herself from the salary negotiations of her husband. And she doesn't want to, which doesn't seem like it should be legal. I feel like you should be forced to recuse yourself from deciding what your spouse's salary seemed like a little conflict of interest interest there yeah yeah but as we know tammy taylor is a saint and an objective human being so i'm i'm team tammy on this one i think she all the time she knows she knows uh, when to do what's right so if there's anyone that could do it yeah objective objectively and with perfect moral consistency it would be tammy so absolutely um, so she's going to stay stay in on it, but we get the vibe from the conversation that uh, might be a little dicey with Coach's new contract. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't remember what was going to happen, but I put in my notes, I feel like some red flags are going up right now yeah. with the um, contract situation. I, cause she asked something like, is he in like danger of not getting rehired or something? And he, he's kind of vague about it. Yep. Uh, next we see Buddy uh, dragging Coach along on a little trip that's definitely not a recruitment trip. It's di- it's definitely not that, uh, according to Buddy. But uh, yeah, they're going to go uh, talk to some kid that they're hoping goes to Dylan. Yeah, uh, they show up at this kid's... I, don't, I, I didn't catch the kid's uh, name, but... Uh, they said it once, but I can't remember. Yeah, either. they show up at his house. Uh, the parents say, hey, you don't you don't have to stop by. We already know. Uh, we've we've decided we're going to send him to Dylan, Dylan instead yeah. of East Dylan. Uh, but we've got a question for you. Who's exactly the head coach? Because we had uh, Joe McCoy and Wade Aikman. Uh, they've been doing some non-recruiting of their own, <laughs> sounds <laughs> right. like. Yeah, the... Uh... The co- uh, coach and buddy are not overly happy to hear that Wade and uh, Joe have been doing their own thing and talking like they represent the team. So that's not going to go over well. Uh, over at the Saracen house, packing up grandma. We're finally shipping her off. We're getting rid of granny. <laughs> About time. Yes. Uh, reliving the lights. Officially not a fan of grandma. Saracen. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> she's good entertainment value quite often though she's a very dramatic woman and uh <laughs> yeah so they're they're packing up and kind of going through some stuff i think they is this where they pull out a picture of little yeah, Matt seventh and, grade photo of of yeah matt which she has to has to bring along to the to the retirement home definitely he's a little cutie he's a little cutie uh, back in seventh grade, for sure. A lot cuter than I was in my seventh grade picture. That's for sure. <laughs> if you want the bad one, that's fifth. That's like the double chins <laughs> and the bulging eyeballs. I was a husky boy. <laughs> it was a tough couple of years there for us, Josh. Yeah, I'm I'm sure you had some good ones too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fifth and sixth grade got a little rough. 
<laughs> there are many uh, pictures of you and I throughout the years in the the family photo albums back in back at my mom's house. Where yeah, we're we're a couple of husky boys running around the farm. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, Grandma gave us a lot of cookies after school, and uh, yeah, we were healthy. <laughs> and uh, Miles, I can think of baby pictures of you in our family albums. You were you were a husky baby, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I had some cheeks on me. <laughs> yeah, you know, back when Miles actually had hair, his hair was translucent. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. He had like it, a translucent afro. Yeah, it was very um, white and very curly. Yeah, very real curly. tight curls. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yep, yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's long gone now. So. <laughs> if uh, if you tried to grow it back, what would happen up there? I look like Bozo the Clown. <laughs> just go off the sides. <laughs> it just, it'd be right here, and not here <laughs> at all. So, but yeah, yeah, I mean that curly hair, man. Like going back to like high school stuff too. Uh, when old Marquise Bull made his way up to Platte, South Dakota, mm-hmm. that was uh, our sophomore year when I actually grew my hair out that entire year. And me and Marcus had a fro off. <laughs> and I want to say, as a white boy, I feel like I put up a pretty good fight. You know, <laughs> I gotta so, agree. Yeah. yeah, I have a pretty good story about Miles' uh, fro. When I was in college, he came up to visit us at SDSU one time, and uh, oh, we went out. Going. We went, <laughs> we went out for the night. And Miles had a pretty like his hair was pretty long, pretty springy. And we went up to Kobe's room and he fell asleep on the couch. And Kobe's uh, roommate was there. And I was like, you got to see this. His hair is like water resistant. <laughs> She's like, no way. I'm like, it's, it's such tight curls. So I grabbed a glass of water. I just started pouring it on his head. It would just beat off his hair. It was just the tightest little throw ever. So there's water all over his pillow. And I'm just pouring water. And she he wakes up. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm showing everybody your hair is water resistant. What the hell is happening? It was awesome. And those are my amazing. friends. Those are my friends. Yeah. yeah. If you've got if you've got it, flaunt it, you know, and you had water resistant hair. Don't yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. be ashamed of it. Well, I, I remember think, for the sophomore scene, uh, uh, freaking speech video, didn't you do cornrows? I did. I well, well, yeah. So, you know, small town, South Dakota, you know, you played every sport that you could. Mm-hmm. So that year that I grew it out, you know, I also ran track. So that thing wasn't very aerodynamic <laughs> by any means. So uh, I think Ayla Bryant. Yeah, she would corn, be able corn to corner them. Yeah. yeah, so she cornrowed my hair on the bus to track me. So we cornrowed it. I don't know why we cornrowed it for that video, but we yeah. did. But yeah, yeah. Cornrows suck. Those hurt. Yeah, they yeah, they do. Oh, I did it once in high school as well, and yeah, did not enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Miles, I would for our listeners to picture what you looked like in high school. Uh, it, so what was the episode when the train derailed and then the other football team came and they shared the locker room, <laughs> I know where you're going. there was perfect. that twin, they were the twin brothers on the team. Yeah. And one of them had the, a, like a white guy fro. Gritzy Rotsy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a little bit what miles looks like. Perfect. The, yeah, Matt a, Saracen with an Afro. Cause mm-hmm. I remember I thought mm-hmm. it was like yeah. a bizarro Matt Saracen. Bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel that'd be a, pretty accurate description right there <laughs> <laughs> there you go all right miles gets <laughs> the third gets the triplet yeah. the third triplet <laughs> perfect all right so um next 
we got uh, get a scene of Lila and Buddy and Tammy meeting in Tammy's office. Lila, or well, Tammy's concerned about Lila's choice to attend San Antonio State because she thinks she can do better. Uh, nothing wrong with state schools, Tammy. Uh, stay in your lane. Um, <laughs> uh, but Tammy says, you know, Lila can still get into Vanderbilt and Buddy is willing to call up Uncle Gary for a little financial help. <laughs> oh, Gary. Surprise, surprise. Uncle Gary doesn't like Buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Buddy's own family has left him. It's not surprising <laughs> that his extended family has also left him. <laughs> Sorry, but that's, that's sad, but it's just amazing. He can find somebody to golf with. Thanks coach. <laughs> uh, yep. So they're going to, they're going to talk to uncle Gary about uh, maybe helping Lila get up the money to be able to go to Vanderbilt. Since as we all remember, buddy lost all of Lila's college money in a bad investment. Uh, Lila appears to be considering it here. Yeah. Right, she's she's got some openness. I feel like at this point, so yeah, I think that she sees. Um, I mean, the very little that we learn about Buddy's relationship with Uncle Gary, I think Lila sees that the fact that Buddy is willing to reach out to Uncle Gary, I think, shows uh, her how serious he is. Yeah, about getting her to into Vanderbilt. Yeah. Uh, Landry picks Tyra up from Applebee's and she gets in the car and immediately has a little freak out. She's ticked off, freaking out because she's hearing about how everybody else is getting into these great schools, but she has no idea what's going to happen to her own college career. She doesn't know. Yeah. Landry basically tells her like, Hey, maybe you just need to get a hold of someone there and talk to him directly. Like maybe you need to take matters into your own hands a little bit. Uh, and actually do something about it instead of just freaking out about it. So I think Landry pulls a page from uh That's a Julie move. <laughs> oh, so I was gonna say Jason hey, Street yes. going to New York and that's just true. showing up at the, the sports agent's office. That's true. So that's more of a that's that's a Tim Riggins uh advice yeah. then. Landry yeah. is is playing the Tim Riggins here in this, but usually it's Julie that's giving out the questionable advice. So, yeah, maybe you just need to go there and talk to somebody about it. Um, Coach goes over to the McCoys to confront the stud of suds uh, about their little non-recruiting trip. Yeah, uh, Joe is as weird as ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, just playing it off like everything's normal, but then, like, tries to, like, blackmail isn't the right word, but, like, basically tries to corner Coach into being like, if you want to coach next year, here's like my demands. Yeah. Um, JD has to start every game and uh, Wade has to call the plays all the while. Like I said, just playing it really just being a real weirdo. <laughs> they just make him look super sleazy here. They yeah. did a great job. Yeah. It, it, I I was going to say like uh, he's taken over the, the Buddy Garrity sleazeball move, but no, somehow Buddy has managed to maintain his <laughs> most sleazy person uh, title. Buddy's still but, fight, starting fights in strip clubs. Yeah. He is going to be, yeah. he's going to have that title for a while. He's, yeah. he's got that lockdown. Uh, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So, uh, coach basically tells him to shove it up his ass. He, yeah. not, not so many words. That's what he says. Um, so, question uh this would be mainly for miles probably but in texas football 
and just being involved with high school sports in general is probably not Texas centric, but what's, what's some of the like most insane sports parents things that you've seen, uh, in your involvement with high school sports, specifically Texas football? Oh man. Um, I don't know if I can actually like, like point out like one instance that like sticks to mind, but I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Like how like involved parents get in like their children's game of football in Uh Texas. Like it, like it's just insane. Like how much these parents like actually push their kids and sign them up for, you know, not only the high school, practices along with that that's associated with the school but then after that they go to like these these private you know quarterback coaching or Mm -hmm. offensive line coaching or running back coaching in these private sessions afterwards and everything like that so it's just kind of crazy like how much they invest in their 14 to 18 year old kids yeah you know and everything Mm -hmm. like that and then of course you know um parents do get a little upset when their kids don't play and think that their kids should play because their kids are the best thing that ever walked this earth. Obviously. Yeah. So my is like, is there like on your team, is there like a Joe McCoy? I mean, are there like a lot of parents that come to like practices and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they have, uh, I mean, they have a grandstand. Because Kirby, um, Kirby never showed up to any high school practice for us. So <laughs> <laughs> I never saw Kirby. Kevin, Kenny, none of those guys were at practice. So I was yeah. just wondering if that happened in Texas. Yeah, yeah. They got a grandstand um, that people sit in and watch practices. That's right behind their field house. Um, you know, so, you know, they got people there watching practices. They got their um, scrimmage games that they do and everything like that that people show up to. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's By everything way, that it's, you see in the movies. And, guys, I don't know. Like, when I was down for my eyes' wedding, you should see the stadiums for these high school football games. Oh, I mean, like, oh, Dylan's yeah. on the show looks nice. That Geyer one is. So oh, that that's not even the good. That's not even the best one. Like I'll I mean, when we get into like whenever you guys want to do like Texas football talk, I'll get into my first experience with six A football in Texas. Yeah, and it's it's insane. It's it's ridiculous. Before let's do that soon. Before we do that, uh, Austin, you've you've got a son of your own. How old is how old is your your boy? Hayes. Hayes is a, Hayes is seven. Now he's going to be eight here coming up soon. Yep. I knew his name. I just didn't know if you wanted it on the podcast. I, I remember yeah. your, your children's <laughs> names. Making sure you, I didn't want to no, yeah. Yeah, put it out there. Uh, you said seven. Yep. Nice. So is he getting into football, like flag football? P- so whatever? yeah, he will actually, this will be his, we signed him up. He will just be in flag football for the first time this year. And they have like kids football, you know, like we just don't want anything. With, with helmets yet, with concussions. If he can't hold his head up with a helmet on, we don't want him in yet. So yeah, this will be his, this will be his first year, and he, he's pretty excited. He loves football. So, um, so you you guys are both physical therapists, right? Different. And I'm, a, I'm a PTA. I'm a PT assistant. Yep. Okay. So yeah, knowing what you know about it, like, how do you have any reservations uh, with football and kind of you know the head trauma stuff and, and the injuries and stuff. We all love football. We all loved high school football. It was awesome. It's like the best memories of my life for sure. But, uh, I've got, you know, a good 
16 years before I have to think about it probably because, but anyway, uh, yeah, as, as a PTA, what are, what are your thoughts about your kids playing uh, football? I mean, we're just, we're going to have him play flag for a couple of years. I mean, Hayes is, first off, Hayes is a pretty, uh, strong kid anyways. And honestly, I just, I don't think he'd be able to hold his head up with the helmet on. <laughs> so, I mean, no, I, I have some reservations until he gets quite a bit older. I mean, when did we start playing? That's a middle it, school. Uh, yeah, not until junior. Yeah, I mean, seventh and eighth grade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I probably won't, if he wants to play football, it won't be that long, but um, yeah, a couple more years for sure. Yeah. I guess uh, we had uh, flag football down at uh, South Park oh, yeah. with yeah. Jill Chemnitz, probably. That's uh, right. But, <laughs> yep, absolutely. That, but which also reminds me of our uh, high school backyard football league. BFL. Uh, yes. I was thinking the, the same thing. Yeah. Mm. What a league. We could do a whole podcast on that. That has nothing to do with Friday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. no, so we had, yeah. It, what was it? Did we have flags for it or? Cause I didn't actually play. I just like ran the website yeah. and stuff. Yeah, we had flags for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah yep. So flags and like consistent teams, right? Like mm-hmm. they were the same. Yep. Teams I was on peaches, was... pink flamingos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We used the old uh, ice skating rink. Cause it was almost like arena football, mm-hmm. but outside. Yes. Yep. yes. Yeah. 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 That's fantastic. Yeah. Everybody had, so yeah, we had a website. Everybody had player profiles mm-hmm. and team pictures. <laughs> I think we attempted to keep <laughs> stats and put them on there, but I don't think that last, that was probably a, a little ambitious. <laughs> if we could we dig that back up. Oh man, that oh, would be man. a, that'd be a time. I think yeah. I've tried, I've tried to dig that up uh, on the internet, but I think it's gone. I, I think it's, it's lost to time, but good times. Okay. So we will continue to talk Texas football here, but I wanted the, I figured you were just getting into it, Austin, with your, with your kids. So I wanted to hear your yep. perspective on that. Uh, try not to go full stud of suds on the whole situation. Once <laughs> I, I didn't control <laughs> myself. Yeah. I will blackmail a coach though. <laughs> yeah. not, not above Absolutely. that. Yeah. No. I was going to say, try to be less of a Joe McCoy and more of a, uh, but then I kind of stopped myself mentally because I was like, I don't think we have any good father figures on the show aside from, <laughs> yeah. aside from Coach Taylor, but he's not the father figure of a, of a son of a football I just strive to be Coach Taylor. I'll there strive to go. be Coach yeah. Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's true. I can't think of a football player that has a good dad on not Friday good. Night Lights. Uh, Henry Saracen? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Landry's smash, dad? Baby. I want to be Mama Smash. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Mama yeah. Smash. Yeah. Yep. Be a Mama Smash. That's good. Uh, but no, like Landry's dad, he helped cover up a murder. So <laughs> I wouldn't put him in a top tier for fatherhood, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I guess it depends on your perspective there. But yeah. Uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, we had Jamarcus's dad, the character who showed up for one episode, who didn't want his son to play football, but then came around. That's about the best father figure that we've seen. No, he's not a good dad because somehow his kid was playing football oh, in like yeah, a certain right. at practice for multiple hours a day and then gone in like every Friday night and he didn't notice. That's true. That's correct. Like, right. Oh, we got like five kids. Keep track. So, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So no, no, no good, no good dads except for except for coach Taylor. So, all right. Well, you've got big shoes to fill then Austin. That's a pretty high bar, but (laughs) all right. Billy and Tim, 
they're getting Riggins rigs ready for the grand opening. Looks like they're dicking around more than actually uh, getting things done. But that's typical. They've kind of turned it around, though, from what we saw in the last episode. They've they've done some work, just not necessarily in this. (laughs) When we uh, see them. Yes. Yep. Uh, Lila comes over to ask Tim if he wants to hang out. But uh, he can't do that because Tim and Billy have a, a little mission that they're going on. They're going to go out of town and there's a hydraulic lift that is up for auction that they're going to, that they're going to try and they're going to try and win. So kind of a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Tim kind of asks about Lila's meeting with uh, Tammy and Lila lies. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, she kind of says, "Oh no, like it. It was a normal meeting. She doesn't mention anything about Vanderbilt. Nothing about Uncle Gary. <laughs> nothing about uh, <laughs> yeah, this uh, potential plan that they've uh, come up with." So the Garrities don't necessarily like to talk about Uncle Gary. Gary Garrity? Can we assume? Oh, his name is Gary oh no, no, this has got to be bad. this has got to be <laughs> Pammy's brother. It's got to be Pam's brother. Oh, I suppose maybe that's why Buddy is. <laughs> there's crazy no about way him, there's but... a Gary Garrity. There's no way. <laughs> I'm gonna say that there is. We're going with it. It's Gary Garrity. Buddy and Gary Garrity sounds about right. <laughs> yep, that's that's true. <laughs> You think you think Buddy's his real name? That sounds like a nickname that just gets made into a real name. Right. I was question. I was literally thinking the same thing there. But they always like even when they talk about like high school stuff, they still call him Buddy Garrett. Like and the like the flashbacks. So it seems although there's like a like a who's that one guy Bumper Pickner? <laughs> they always called him Bumper. <laughs> so I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> I yeah, I feel like those things can can get decided early on. Like Austin was Oz. Oz. For, I was yeah. just gonna say I'm. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. I go back to flat. I only get called Oz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So what do we think Buddy's real name would be if he theoretically has a brother named Gary? Barry. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Barry. Barry, <laughs> oh, Barry <Gary>. Buddy Garrity. <laughs> I was trying to think of the sleaziest name I can think of. Oh man, <laughs> I got nothing. Barry. Buddy's not like a not one of those names that's consistently a nickname for something else, is it? Here's something for you. That's what exactly what I just looked up. Okay. Bud is short for buddy or brother. It can also be used as a nickname for Robert, William, or Donald. <laughs> so and this Donnie? is Donnie. I this say is Don- Donnie. Ooh, Donnie's <laughs> pretty Donnie sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Donnie Garrity. Yep. And this this is to tie Donnie the bow Buddy on Garrity. It, to tie the bow on it, this is from an article called Nicknames You'll Only Hear in the South from Southern Living. There you go. So, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it's, it's Donnie. All right. Well, wow. we're digging deep here. I like it. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those instances where we just dug deeper into the show than like the, even the actual (laughs) writers of the show, but it's, I feel like it's pretty inarguable. Like it's, his name is definitely Donald. Okay. Donald Donald Gary. I'll, uh, I'll put some submissions into IMDB and we'll get it listed as such. (laughs) Brad Leland as Donald Buddy Garrity. IMDB trivia. Did you know (laughs) Buddy Garrity's real name is Donald? You could sneak that into Wikipedia pretty easy. Yeah. 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 I can hang out there. I'm going to make a quick note about that. (laughs) Breaking new ground. Good, good job guys. I'm proud of us for that. (laughs) 
Okay, so Tyra and Landry show up at UT uh, to talk to the waitlist guy, and they are met with the cruel reality that uh, even though Tyra is on the waitlist, uh, a thousand people per year get put on the waitlist at UT. What's the point of a waitlist if there's a thousand people? <laughs> on I was thinking the same thing. What are the odds? What are the odds of getting off that thing? Sheesh. Well, <laughs> yeah. as it turns out, barely pretty decent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on this show, it's pretty high. Uh, but yeah, as we find out that there's a thousand people on the waitlist, she gets pretty disheartened and steps out back into reality. It was a little bit of a, another Jason street moment of when he went to the yeah. sports agent, like, listen, guy, not only that, actually, when the scene started, Angie made a point to point out that, uh, Landry, like T- Tim Riggins during all that entire episode, just stood back. Like they got to the <laughs> UT campus and <laughs> like hitting a force field. Landry just stopped at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Tyra went she kept going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a common theme, I guess. I guess, yeah. So that didn't go very well. Uh we get a scene of Coach and Tammy just hanging out at the football stadium uh for some reason. But they're talking, uh, Tammy wants Coach to come to the salary negotiation meeting and kind of stand up for his job a little bit. Kind of says that she's a little bit worried about the situation and thinks it would be a good idea uh, for Coach to come. Coach says that there's no way he can out-talk or outspend Joe McCoy. Uh, so why even try? But Tammy kind of pushes like, no, you kind of need to have a strategy here. Um, yeah. So he gets a, a fantastic scene. Great scene. This is, this is an all, this is, I feel like this is an all time Riggins yes. brothers. scene. Absolutely. Here. Absolutely. We've got Billy and Tim. They're at the auction. Uh, Billy, I don't know if you noticed this is wearing a fantastic uh, landing strip t-shirt. Great no. shirt. I made a note of that myself, Steve. Yeah. Oh, I did oh. not see that. It oh. was, it's like, I want that t-shirt so bad. <laughs> It was. He's got to support his woman, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I made like five notes for this whole thing, and one of them was Billy Riggins' T-shirt is amazing. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Um, well, they, uh, well, when we when we get down to Austin for our Friday Night Light t- tour, we'll have to check out because I I don't know if you yeah. guys know this, but the Landing Strip is a real strip club. Is uh, it really down there? Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh man! So we'll we'll have to see if we can get some merch. Uh, yeah, you buy one, I'll take two. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That can be your appreciation gift for coming on the podcast. Yes. Yes. We'll get you a landing strip shirt. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Boom. Yeah, they win. They win their hydraulic lift. Yep. They've got a little money left over. <laughs> yeah, they're and they're buzzing off the wind too. Like they're. <laughs> oh yeah, and. I don't also, know. If wasn't there like an owl, like yes. made out of like a deer's butt or something? <laughs> yeah, right. Like what yes. was that? I, well, I wrote down the quote. Here's the quote: <clears throat> The auctioneer says, "Item twenty-eight. It's an owl's head that is actually made from a deer's rear end. Who will give me twenty-five bucks for the owl's head?" <laughs> Billy Regan says, "That's a big owl just sitting there <laughs> staring at you. It's cool." But no, <laughs> he's really considering bit, bidding on the deer. And good thing he saved his money because yes. I'll be yeah. damned. 
That was that was good self control because uh, not only do they come home from the auction with a hydraulic lift, they also buy the next item up for auction, which is a giant longhorn steer. <laughs> and Tim <laughs> insists that it's meant to be, and I guess he's envisioning uh, a, as a mascot. mascot. Yeah. yeah. If if people pull up and they see that outside of our, uh, <laughs> you know, there's no way people are going to go anywhere else. <laughs> I I kind of get it, and also that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I also <laughs> I, I, I okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like in in Sioux Falls the big uh, muffler guy or whatever yeah, yeah. Bendo. yeah. Bendo. Mr Bendo yeah. yeah so so uh, yeah Riggins are trying to pull a Mr Bendo on this one um, but yeah they buy a, a giant Longhorn steer uh, in true Riggins brothers fashion. Coach and Tammy are surprising Julie uh, with a new car, brand new car. <laughs> yeah. Which I was kind of like surprised by. Yeah. The plastic still on the floors and everything yeah. is what Tammy said. So uh, going all out for Julie. Tammy's going to go along with her on the first drive. Um, but before they can even put the car in gear, Julie kind of has a little breakdown about Matt leaving and her getting left behind. Just a lot of change going on. Once again, Tammy Taylor just comes in with perfect parenting uh, and just nails this conversation as as Tammy does. Uh, I I don't think there's any higher parent goals than Tammy Taylor. It's just as good as it gets. Yes. So she kind of well. Kevin and Brenda Kuyper, but then Tammy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you can see how well they did right here. So, <laughs> the BK. Yeah. Shout out to BK. Right. So do you think like some hospitals use this for like future parents? Like they just take clips from Friday Night Lights and just be like, do what Tammy does. If they yes. don't, they should. Right. Maybe we should make a like a promo video for them. <laughs> Put it together. That's not a bad I, idea. I was just talking right. to to a friend yesterday who were having their first kid, and they had like new parenting, new parent classes today uh, at the hospital. I should have told her, like, listen, forget that. Just come <laughs> over. Know. We'll pop in some Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Those are super boring. Friday Night Lights is way more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna learn we'll a lot show more. You, we'll show you what to do and what not yes. to do. We've got the Buddy Garrity approach, <laughs> and we've got the Tammy Taylor approach. Yeah. Speaking of that, where is the alien baby lately? rarely makes an appearance. Yeah, she she was in this episode. We did, like, Angie made a comment about her, but uh, very not. It just, yeah. it so feels. Maybe Tammy Taylor is not that good of a parent because <laughs> Alien Baby might just get put in a closet all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, it feels like the writers, like, really regretted bringing Gracie into the show. <laughs> and so, like. Yeah, they pretty much ignore her immediately. Yeah, they, they like, feel obligated. Here she is. <laughs> she will, you will get, like, at least one scene every episode of Gracie just, like, marginally in the shot. Right? Yeah. Like, coaches just feeding so we all her know that breakfast. she's alive. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But they never actually, like, we reference don't care, her or yeah. talk about her. She plays zero, <laughs> like, uh, role in the plot of the show anymore. Yeah. So, no, they were probably just ashamed by the half human half alien creation that they had spawned and so <laughs> they uh they keep her around but yeah uh, so next we have um matt 
bringing old Granny Saracen into her new old folks home. At this point, I am just cheering on what's <laughs> happening here. We're loving it. We it's finally happening. Um, no more grandma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're both struggling with it a little bit, but overall, uh, it's going well. Uh, grandma hasn't lost her yet uh, on this episode. <laughs> thank God. I was one of my notes as I wrote is grandma is taking this very well. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Very much well. better than I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. She's still the worst, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we do. Uh, they they kind of say their goodbyes. Matt gets a little emotional outside of her door while saying goodbye. We get a little music cue again. Shazam, this one's called The One by Aiden Falls. Yep. Never heard of any of that. Fine. But, yep. Sounded nice. Uh, we see Landry and Tyra. They're driving back from... UT and Tyra is freaking out about kind of the disaster of a life that she feels like she's resigning herself to because she's not going to get into college and all this stuff. And Lander just kind of loses it with her. And uh, I felt like overall this conversation turned out okay, but it still felt like Landry being a dick a little bit. Yeah. Landry definitely did not handle it very well. No. Uh, Basically says, like, I can't listen to you feel sorry for yourself anymore. Like, just stop it. Stop throwing a pity party for yourself. Stop caring what other people think. Uh, he screams at her that he believes in her and wants good for her, but she's got to start believing in herself. And, yeah, I thought it was a little harsh, but it seems like Tyra takes it pretty well. And is Yeah. Yeah, they embrace uh, at the end of it. So, yes, they must do. have said something right, I guess, but... <clears throat> Uh, we see Tim and Billy heading home from the auction and the, uh, the pickup has broke down due to hauling the lift and the steer. And <laughs> I, from this, I feel like it's from this point on in the episode, I feel like Tim Riggins is like on a different level in this episode as, as far as like, I think it's maybe cause he's w with Billy the whole time. So he's acting like, <laughs> like a, like a little kid a little bit. But he's just like, he reminds me of Bo uh, from <laughs> season one. Like, he's just talking talking Billy's ear off. Hey, Billy Riggins. <laughs> hey, Billy Riggins. <clears throat> um, but I, I got a quote from Tim at this point. Um, he says, he's talking about college. And he says, I hate San Antonio State. Bars are junk. They don't even have a place where I can go and relax and just... Uh, just be me or no, he's, he, sorry, I got it wrong. Cause he mentioned Smitty's. Yeah. Uh, Smitty's, yeah, yeah. They don't yeah, have yeah. a place like Smitty's where I can go and relax and just be me, which I thought was a hilarious thing because isn't Smitty's where he's not yes. just be, <laughs> yeah. he's being Toby. He's the Afghan <laughs> war vet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two time Iraq war vet. Nobody has Toby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's, He's uh oh, and he also says, I got four classes in a row. Where's the me time? He's, yeah. very, he's very concerned about not getting enough me time. Like, in college. I don't know. I guess he, he does skip class a lot, but like, if there's one thing, I guess, and of course, I took a, a pretty big chunk of time off between high school and college, but like, the thing I loved about college was there was a lot of me time. Oh, yeah, right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. You think you're so busy in college and then you graduate and like get a real job and start having kids and stuff like that. And you realize like, I have never had more free time in my life than those four right. years that I was right. 
in college. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Billy uh, is kind of pissed at Tim for talking so much about it. Wants him just to shut up. Um, Tim kind of like, so Billy's struggling to get the pickup fixed and Tim kind of like, well, why are you messing around with the alternator? Why don't you check such and such? And uh, gets the gets the pickup going right away. Um, it's like the old engine whisper. He you just got to listen to it. He says, <laughs> yeah. "Bang, it's got it." Yep. Uh, they they start to pick up up, and Billy is pissed, and that yeah, that kind of that kind of pisses him off because he just bought a repair shop and he can't fix his own car. Um, but Tim says, "No, it's going to be awesome. You're basically living the American dream." And Billy tells him, yeah, this all better work out because Mindy's pregnant. So he drops that bomb on Tim. We're going to have a Uncle Tim. Um, and Tim is pumped about it. Yeah. Very psyched. Yeah, they do a little, some fist pumping in, in the air on the side of the road. Yeah, on the side of the road. Yep. So exciting, exciting news for the Riggins family. Um, we get a short little scene of Lila going to the dealership to tell Buddy that she wants to talk to old Uncle Gary. Uh, that's all I had for that scene. Anything else to add? Yeah, that's pretty much it. She's, she's willing to, uh, she's willing to enter negotiations with Uncle Gary, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tyra gets home and there's a letter from UT there. Yeah. She, uh, she, well, Landry's driving off and she stops him. They open the letter together and she got in, must've made in some sort of impression when she visited the, the UT offices, but okay. Or no, that's, no, very, never mind. That doesn't make any sense. There's no way that that letter could have gotten there on time. That was a dumb thing to say. No, this this does not make sense. And this is <laughs> I wanted to talk about this because okay, she suppose uh, assumedly when she went to UT, which is where they're coming back from, right? And UT's in Austin, correct? So correct. so it's like what what have we decided? Like a couple hour drive, probably. Yeah, sure. Austin, well, Dylan, Dylan, I think is supposed to be in the Austin area. Okay, so so not a long drive. No, it's so a same day trip. They go to UT. They talk to assumedly the guy who's like in charge of admission and the wait list and stuff. She goes. She tells him her name, and he's like, "A hey, thousand people." If he already knows that people are getting in on the wait list. Like, don't you think he would have like even looked up her name and be like, oh, yeah. actually, actually you're in. We sent a letter to your house a couple of days ago. It should be waiting for you when you get home. Like, <laughs> it feels I like. I think maybe he didn't, he didn't look it up because maybe he would have had bad news for her. But he could have at least said like, oh, we just released the people from the wait list in the very least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just seemed seemed weird to me that they would like go to the office of the guy who let her probably like was in charge of letting her in off the wait list, but he didn't bother to even look it up. So, but she's pumped. She got in. Yep. Kind of couple seasons worth of effort from Tyra on the show paying off here. So mm -hmm. we love to see it for Tyra. We want the best for her, obviously. So good stuff. We go over to the school board meeting and it's not like, I expected it to be like just coach and like some school board members like negotiating a salary, but no, they're like actually like having a yeah like a apparently vote and meeting open to the public, open yeah, to the public, yeah. So it's it's a little more than a salary negotiation, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Joe kind of speaks on behalf of Wade Aikman, talks him up a little bit, 
coach shows up, gives a pretty solid speech in favor of keeping his job, kind of lays it on the line, kind of basically tells the whole crowd what he told Tammy, you know, I'm never going to be able to outspend uh, Wade and, and Joe here, but, you know, I've, I've done this job well, and I feel like I'm just, just beginning. I honestly like had a little problem with this because I was like, okay, coach, you are great with the inspirational speeches. I thought he kind of half-assed this one. I'm like, dude, your job is on the line. <laughs> he was almost like half pissed. Like I'm here. <laughs> just give his job because I've been good at it, which is, I mean, very valid point. Yeah. But then he was just like, all right, bye. <laughs> and then, I mean, he's kind of screwed anyways, but I was like, come on. I mean, like um, coach Taylor, you're known for your speeches. And that was, <laughs> I'd give it a four or five. <laughs> yeah, not, not not strong. Yeah. You'll like to see him show up a little a little stronger there. Yeah, I wonder if I I wonder if the intention was for him to show up feeling already defeated, but feeling the need to at least say something. I mean, we all, kind, we all kind of know, right? Yeah, soon, but yeah. But yeah. I was like, come on, coach! Like this is the time for that nine <laughs> or ten speech. Let's do it, yeah. man. I don't really see how they. I mean, it's politics, I guess, but what, what really would be the justification for giving coach the boot? Like he won a state championship and then, well, I guess, no, we my had other two question, years. Yeah. My other question about this was like, Joe says, okay, Wade knows that like an entry level coach makes this and it's not a lot, but you know, he's willing to take that. I mean, so we all know that Joe's just going to be like pushing him cash under the table. Right. But I mean, like, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, like it, was, it was very odd. Yeah. Very shady, but what can you and expect? Dylan just looking to save that side. much money, and Joe's like, this is my time. I can just pay him under the table and get my guy in there or what? Probably, yes. They got to get a new Jumbotron <laughs> that they <laughs> set aside those other funds for. <laughs> the other one's like a year and a half old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't even that big. We caught a glimpse of it the other episode, and I, it was a little uh, uh, underwhelming. The way I had it built up from Buddy's description and model. So, but yeah, the the stud of sud gets what the stud of suds wants. And so they're going to take a vote and it's not looking good for coach. Next, it is finally Billy and Mindy's wedding. Man. Yeah, it was everything I hoped it would be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> so my son Hayes was sitting there next to me. And they started singing the first two guys who were singing during the wedding. And he goes, why are they so bad at singing? And I go, because it fits in with this wedding haze. <laughs> and then, they, then when they started the dance and those guys were bad too, he's like, they picked a lot of really bad singers. I was like, yes, they did, son. And it fits right in with what, with what you yes. would think for Riggins' wedding. Yeah. Yes. Um, I believe that that was the seven senior at his cantina house band. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. I was didn't put perfect. that together. But doing "Baby, I Love Your Way" for the the walk down. Yeah, that was that was uh, began. That was a great music cue. Uh, yes, a great rendition. Yeah, great <laughs> great choice for the wedding party to walk down the aisle. So good stuff. Uh, I, I liked the white suits with the pink cowboy hats. Yes. Pink accents. cowboy hats are nice. It was uh, good. Going back to Buddy being a POS. You're not supposed to wear white at a wedding, right? He wore white. He was in <laughs> Buddy the was. crowd wearing white. Buddy's a POS. But, and Buddy's on, defense. Buddy. It was probably the Donald. only clean shirt he had. Yeah, Donald, I should say. <laughs> yeah, Donald. Old, old Donnie wearing white at a wedding. Good job, Donnie. Don, Jeez, darn. Donnie doesn't hasn't done laundry in two weeks. It's all he had, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't met Code at the coach at the laundromat. 
uh, recently. <laughs> so. Too busy golfing. We, uh, during the wedding, we do learn, uh, Tammy lets coach know that the coaching job was offered to Wade Aikman. However, yeah, uh, they are willing to, or they're offering the coaching job for East Dillon to Eric Taylor. So I felt, I mean, obviously we knew that was going to happen because we had seen it, but I don't feel like you could have seen that coming uh, had you not seen the show before. That's right. a that's a great season finale plot twist. Absolutely, and it's yeah one of the most pivotal yeah one of the most pivotal scenes in the entire series. We get to the dance, and I had to write this down that Buddy showed up at all. I mean, let alone wearing white. But why would Buddy Garrity be at this wedding at all? <laughs> he absolutely would not be invited and to this wedding. And then he's macking on Ma Colette. He they, yep, 100%. They're falling right back in together for sure. What the heck? <laughs> Bold move. We had some good times, didn't we, Ma Colette? <laughs> he, pulled, he pulled a Randall Brumbaugh and is just showing up to every wedding and funeral in town, I imagine. <laughs> Got to make his presence known. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe they just didn't show in the five months later section. Maybe they just had to cut it. They originally, but they originally had like some love scenes of uh, Buddy and Ma Colette, like rekindling oh, the romance. That's one love scene I do not want to watch. Yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah, it's probably better they cut that. Yikes! Uh, old sweaty Buddy. <laughs> We've really thought up a lot of good stuff with Buddy that nobody knew today. Yeah, right. this, yeah. yeah this is we've made some progress on the and character. And that's Buddy. that's why we do that's why we do the show yep. to to dig up those things <laughs> that maybe even the writers don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> it's canon now. Yep. Did uh did anybody realize the uncomfortable headspace there was for the band playing at the dance between their heads and the ceiling? <laughs> I did not know. Oh, it is like a 16th of an inch. If you go back, <laughs> if you go back and watch it, that lead singer, if, if, if he raises off his heels, he's smoking the ceiling. <laughs> like that's the problem. You've never had miles. I've been, I've been on ladders before. Austin. <laughs> uh, no. So I used to be in a band and we traveled a little bit and we played in some, crazy places like bank basements and like bars like not how but the craziest place we ever played we played at a a a roller skating rink once like it was obviously built in the 70s but then there was like a stage on the end of the 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 roller rink and so there were like all these like moms and kids like skating uh, in circles for the entire time that we were like <laughs> playing a metal concert and like screaming and like doing flips and stuff like that. Uh, but then there's also, you know, just like a third grade birthday party. <laughs> going around. <laughs> so I get it. You know, when you're, when you're trying to to make a go of it, making music, you play in some unideal situations, but they're used to the seven senoritas canteen, uh, canteen, right? So, right. <laughs> I'm guessing. Well, no, this was a di- that was a different band. That was a different, yeah, it was a different band. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is like a big white- sweaty white dude singing at, yeah. the, wedding, or at, the, at the dance. <laughs> yeah. he, he literally looks like a guy that attended the wedding. It was just like, well, they don't have a lead <laughs> singer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop up there and rip this thing. <laughs> it so. did look like that. 
uh, yeah, quite the quite the party they got going, as you would expect. Um, but it does look like everybody's having a good time. Uh, yeah, and literally everyone is there. Which, when you start to, yeah, these are the kind of things where you think about like, there's no way these people would actually all be together at a place like this. But we need it for the show. So there is a scene a little later that I actually got a good kick out of. Um, I did note it because Coach and Tammy are dancing, and they almost like kind of directly, uh, uh acknowledge this because coach says along the lines of like i don't know where we here why we're here i don't know billy riggins that well (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) i thought that was maybe a little nod to why are some of these people here i mean like i said i was like why the hell is buddy even there and then he's macking on ma colette um but i've got other questions so we'll we'll keep digging in here (laughs) um coming up but so we we get a little scene with Lila telling Tim about how she's probably going to, or she could potentially go to Vanderbilt and Tim tells her to go, you know, he knows you were never meant to go to San Antonio state, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And uh, she kind of reluctantly agrees. We get a, another little scene where Julie's talking to Matt at the dance about she's ready to break things off. Yeah, she tries. She tries to break it off with him uh she basically doesn't want to hold him back doesn't want to uh have him like weighed down by a long distance relationship and talking on the phone all the time and stuff like that so she tries to break up with him and matt basically is like nope that's not happening we're not doing no that. rufus malupus from matt there you, you <laughs> said no yeah he he put put his foot down on that one um he assures her it'll be fine <laughs> Julie makes like an offhand comment about boy grandma would have loved this wedding. And uh Matt kind of gets a look on his face. And the next thing we know, he's heading over to over to the the old folks home and tells grandma basically, I'm busting you out of here. We're going to a wedding and then taking you back home for good. So Matt has turned uh has changed his mind about locking granny away in the home, which we hate to see it. That's, yeah, she needs to stay there. This is yeah. a bad decision all around. Well, and then he also says that he's staying in Dylan, um, it, right. uh, with her. So yeah, he's he's also throwing away his own dreams of drawing pictures, uh, as it were. So <laughs> grandma sucks. <laughs> uh, Coach and Tammy. Yeah, we see them dancing together. Tammy promises Coach that no matter what happens, no matter where we're at, no matter what we're doing, I'll always be beside you always be with you matt and grandma show up to the wedding and she's just super pumped to be there she's very happy yeah we get the uh just everybody you know landry's dancing with tyra lila dancing with tim coach with tammy etc then we get a scene that confused me is it the next day <laughs> like yeah, the next right? morning <laughs> yeah yeah yep. they walk out it's There's light, light out. outside yeah yeah it was super dark inside the dance this well, and it was also super dark when Matt went to pick up grandma from the nursing home. Yes, definitely. This so, freaking show this, cannot this, keep a timeline. This <laughs> wedding dance went all night because like the wedding, the dance is over and they're like, they're doing a big like, yeah, send end off. of the dance thing. And it's like dusk or dawn. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's the next day. It's like 7 a.m. the next day is... <laughs> I mean, Riggins parties uh, are usually pretty wild. So yes. I guess you could see it happening, maybe. But 
Were like Coach and Tammy still there? Who did we see? Yeah, like, Coach and Tammy. Coach and Tammy are still there, Buddy, and Buddy's still macking on Macalette. Oh yeah. Well, d- yeah, Buddy would be hanging on for as long as he possibly could with the party, especially if he can. Oh, yeah. m- maybe yeah, have some time with uh, Ma Colette. So that doesn't surprise me. But if it's an all night party, I don't anticipate. Or I I wouldn't think that Coach and Tammy would be there. Uh, yeah, the they're actually time. they're the first ones out the door as they're like opening up because uh, Coach like says something to Tammy like, uh, "I got to take you somewhere." Um, or something like that. Like she, he, he makes a comment about like, let's, let's get out of here or something. So yeah. they are the first that we see, but, uh, but everybody, the dance is over. Everyone's like throwing rice. Uh, Tim <laughs> stops Billy on the way to the vehicle on yeah. his, the, the, I guess the morning after his wedding, <laughs> um, and says, I'm going to stay in Dylan. I'm going to work at Reagan's rings. Billy's like, no, <laughs> Like you absolutely need to go to college. Like yeah. you don't understand what it means for this family. Like you absolutely have to go. Yep. Yeah. Not just for Tim, but for Tim's future kids and for Billy's kid that he has on the way, they need to be able to see that uncle Tim went out and made something yep. of himself, that that's an option for them. So. As we know, Billy failed PGA tour golfer. <laughs> almost. <laughs> yes. He was this close to getting his card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do find out that Billy and Mindy are going to Puerto Rico for their honeymoon, which was a little surprising to me. They didn't strike me as uh tropical honeymooner type people, but, um, good for them. They probably have another type of seven senoritas cantina there for them to hit up. <laughs> they're they're going to do exactly the same thing they could have done. In exactly. Dylan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go to a trashy bar and drink, but yeah. <laughs> Could have just went down to Corpus Christi, saved a whole lot of money. <laughs> there you go. That's in Texas. Corpus Christi is in Texas. It's on the coast. <laughs> For those of you who don't know where Corpus Christi is. I, that's actually one of the few places in Texas that I've been to. So There you go. I did know that. There you go. That was when we went to Cabo. One of the things that really struck me is how many bars were designed to feel like American bars. <laughs> Sure. It's like, why would you come this far? <laughs> Just to go, <laughs> go to a, to a bar that feels, that feels like it's in, yeah. Uh, doesn't make any sense to me, but, you know, people are, people are wild. <laughs> so, Buddy, we, we get a nice little shot of Buddy and Ma Colette being very affectionate here. So, it's definitely going down again. For uh, sure. Then we get a... The ending scene of we see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I put in my notes, Buddy is 100% trying to get back in Makalet's fans. <laughs> <laughs> we see Coach and Tammy. They're kind of uh, looking over the East Dillon football field. It's old, it's trashed, it's run down. It's looking pretty bleak for Coach, but uh, we just get a nice shot of them standing on the field side by side together. So, yeah, even though the football situation seems pretty bleak, I feel like the, yeah, we're supposed to see that like, no, but they're in it together. They got this kind of like Tammy said, wherever, whatever mm-hmm. you're doing, where I'll be there with you. So that's the end of the episode. End of season three, roll credits. Now, usually we would go into the awards after this, but I feel like we need to have some uh, 
Panther football story time, as in Platt football story time, and get the get the details a little more from Miles on uh, on Texas football. So we will be right back for story time with the guys. All right, folks, we're back. Uh, we'd normally do our awards here, but we've got some guests and uh, we got to take full advantage of that. So, Miles, I would like to hear you mentioned earlier your first encounter kind of with Texas, would you say 6A football? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Give us give us the, that picture. Tell us that story. Yeah. So I got I got brought on to be kind of a volunteer um, medical staff for Geyer High School, which is a 6A school. It's the biggest you can get in the state of Texas right now. And so I don't really know what to expect. I mean, you always see, you know, Friday night lights, varsity blues, all this stuff Mm. about Texas high school football. So I don't really know what to expect, but, um, we open up the season against Allen high school who just built a $65 million stadium. (laughs) Okay. For high school football. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and and this is their first game being played in the stadium. So the naive idiot that I am, I'm like, well, I'll show up a half hour before the game. It'll be fine. <laughs> right? So I pull up to this stadium, which is nicer than any college stadium in the state of South Dakota. Yeah. Just right off the bat. You know, they recently yeah. redid uh, what used to be Coughlin Alumni Stadium. So be careful. <laughs> be careful what I say. That's fair. That's fair. I haven't made it back there, so yeah. I should bite my tongue there. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so I, I pull up thinking, you know, I'm going to just park in this parking lot. Nope. I drive probably three quarters to a full mile away from the stadium before I can find a parking spot. Then I have to get out and I'm walking through what feels like a Division One college tailgate. Like there is people with like pop-up tents, they're grilling, they're drinking, playing bags, kids are running around throwing the football. And I'm like, what in the hell did I just get myself into? (laughs) And so of course I walk up to the stadium, I got my field pass. So they let me in, walk into the stadium and it's, it's 360 Mm -hmm. stadium seating all the way around. Stop. You had to have a field pass to get into a high school. Oh, yeah. 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 There's security. Yeah. There's security. Like that in itself. That in itself. Yeah. Is this nice. isn't Platt where you got like your ticket checkers at like two ends <laughs> and you can just sneak in anywhere else. Yeah. You can't do that here. So, but yeah. So I get down and, and I'm checking out the field. I mean, it's full turf, field turf. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just kind of soaking it all in and, and, you know, we get through all of our warm-ups and everything like that, or we're, we're done checking our players. So we line up for uh, the national anthem, and we're kind of sitting there, and, and the band's really not playing yet or anything. And, and all of a sudden, you can hear this, like, little purring or this little puttering. And then all of a sudden, you see, like, this little, this little plane fly over the stadium. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know? And then all of a sudden, you see this little speck jump out of this plane i'm like what I'm like what in the hell is going on and, and sure enough pulls out his parachute lets the american flag fly behind him and he starts circling down and the band starts playing the national anthem and he lands in the middle of the football field the 50 yard line hands the game ball to the the referees that are sitting there and i was like this is 
nuts. <laughs> I was like, this is a high school, this is a 14 to 18 year old boys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> playing in a $65 million stadium with security all the way around and people jumping out of planes with game balls. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, I don't want to mess these kids up. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to get ran out of the state of Texas. I just got here. So, but that was my first experience of Friday night lights in person. Texas football. Sheesh. Yeah. Uh, so they're not exaggerating on the show. No. Like, in fact, they're, they're underselling it. Right. It yeah. Like. Yeah. And that's what I always thought too. Like, you know, growing up watching, you know, varsity blues and Friday night lights, both the show and the movie, mm-hmm. um, you know, even bits and pieces of like dazed and confused where they throw in how tough the, you know, the, the coaches are on the kids. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you're just thinking, oh, that's just Hollywood. Just a lot of drama going into it. Nope. Nope. It is true. Like Texas football is a way of life down here. And, yeah. and when fall comes around, like there is nothing but football. And, and it's huh. insane. It's, it's really crazy. Does your team have a buddy, Garrity? Uh, I would. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I like to stay out of that side of it, but just in passing, I would say our school probably has a couple buddy gears. <laughs> yeah. So you can leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Donald, Donald Garrity. <laughs> Don. Well, uh, the listeners might not know this. Texas football is a big deal, but uh don't undersell South Dakota high school football. Uh Class 11A back in the day. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I know why I do have to mention when I first, when I ran into Miles in Texas, well, I didn't run into him. I, when I saw Miles in Texas, <laughs> when we hung out in Texas, hanging out at tight ends. Uh, Classy establishment. Got to be one of the classiest <laughs> place you, places you can go in the, the greater Dallas Metroplex. Um, but Miles said he specifically wanted to come on the show to talk about one thing. And that's uh, Josh Kuypers' broken jaw. No, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Legend. And I know you guys have talked about this on the show before, but we just have to go back into it. Because this is probably totally. one of the most yeah. badass football moments <laughs> I have ever experienced. I was thinking the same thing today when I was thinking about this. Like, I, Josh has already told this. But yeah, he's a different perspective of how crazy that was. Oh, this, yes. Like I said, probably the top most badass moment I've ever experienced, probably in any sporting event of my entire life, <laughs> not just football. It, it Josh, might, how much did you weigh when you played high school football? Yes, I was actually thinking about this earlier for some reason. I want to say that when I first, so I think I the first time I started a game was sophomore year, I want to say that... Uh, the program said I was 170, but that was like a high school football program where you're adding on 10 yeah. to 15. I want to say I was like 155 my sophomore yeah. year. By the time I, I was a senior, I was like whole, 175 probably. I want to preface this whole story with just saying that like, again, I've known Josh since first before I can remember. Josh is one of the nicest human beings in the world. <laughs> Josh was like I mean, legit one of the most calm people I know. When Josh stepped on a football field, he turned into a complete psychopath. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that and that you, I was thinking about this earlier too, is like you and David Dehan were the two people I always thought were like two of the nicest people in the world. You did it. Both of you were so small and they would play in our defensive line. You guys were both just nutbags and were awesome at football. 
And then, yeah, let's just continue on the story because it is, it's ridiculous. Well, yeah. And that's the thing too, is because, I mean, I'm not a, a very big guy in general. And like, Josh, you weren't much bigger than I was. And you were playing center. You were going up a guy's twice the size you were. Literally, literally. Yeah. There were times when I think it was Miller had that guy that was over yeah. 200 pounds. So he was literally, yeah, twice as big as I was. But, but from what I can remember, like, I don't remember ever being pressured from right up the middle. So, like, you, <laughs> you did your job. You pushed those guys around. So that's because you were running 16 ISO over and over again. Last that was time. a great play. Love that play. <laughs> that was, Love that play. The right. Love that play. I did have a little yeah. There were no like that that three hundred pound guy specifically. I just remember the entire night, the entire night, all I did was jump at that guy's knees. I'd hike the <laughs> ball, I'd jump at his knees. All three hundred and twenty-five pounds would just go <laughs> on top of me, but it got the job done. So when you're 160 pounds, you do what you gotta do. You would but, damn uh, on and head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, but Going back to senior year, first round of the playoffs, um, I remember coming back to the huddle, and this was in the first quarter. This was early on in yes. the game. Yep. Yep. And I remember coming. It was coming, one at halftime, so it was at least. It was yeah. in the, yeah. Was well, in the yeah. For sure. Yeah, because I remember coming back to the huddle, and you were already, the way we did our huddles, you were always the person right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I remember just coming back to the huddle, and you were kind of hunched over. And I was like, Josh is never hunched over. So something's not right. <laughs> so I was like, Josh, like, are you, are you okay? And I just remember you like spitting and it was just straight blood. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this ain't good. <laughs> and then you just kind of popped up and you're like, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. And I'm like, all right, let's go. So, you know, we call the next play and then we go out there and we play the entire game. And we don't find out afterwards, Josh had a broken jaw. He broke half, his jaw. Halftime, we go into the locker room, and Josh goes in the shower and is just spitting blood down the drain. Yeah. And again, well, he had to go Josh's, in the shower. He was yeah. forced to go in the yeah. shower by our, our head coach. <laughs> yeah, I walk in there, and I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, just literally blood running down the drain. I'm like, I'm not sure I can talk to you right now. And <laughs> for some reason, you continue to play the game. I have no idea how you did it. No. It was, it was amazing. You're a legend. And let's go back to the fact that Josh played center. So every, and not only center, and, and he played both ways. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. On the line. Texas football, most guys play one way. Oh, yeah, you don't uh, play both mm. ways. Yeah. <laughs> South Dakota, we're way tougher. We play both ways. And Josh played both ways with a broken jaw. And he's playing I'm the line. Him. Every play. And it's not like me where I'm like quarterback or corner where there's times where I just don't get touched. Like I either hand off the ball or I do like a fake backpedal because they're doing a running play and I don't got to do anything. Josh yeah. is literally getting hit every single play with a broken jaw. <laughs> Ridiculous. Most badass, badass moment ever. I tell, in the history I tell of that story all the time, Josh. And I'm not kidding. That's not a lie. I tell that story all the time. I I 100% peaked at 18 years old in that football <laughs> game. That will be my lifetime legacy is the story of, tell, of breaking my jaw and playing. Yeah. I tell two stories of high school football, and that is one of them. And the other one is Shane Hurt one time. It was our senior year then, and I was the defensive captain. And Shane Hurt gets hit, falls on the ground. I, we're like, they're already lining up for the next bat. I pick him up. I'm like, Shane, get up, get up. And he goes, oh, something fell out of my ear. And I'm like, what? And he's like, something fuzzy fell out of my ear. I was like, get up there and get play nose tackle. I just shove up there. 
Thanks by half a shape off the ground. I pick him up and I walk him to the sidelines. And his dad is the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hurt's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Shane told me something fuzzy fell out of there. He needs to come out of the game. And he was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> those are my two favorite, those are two memories I will never forget. Like, oh, something fuzzy fell out of there. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I sure did. Buddy. I sure did. Let's, let's go to the sidelines. We can't run the same defense with you with me. Yeah. <laughs> that's less legendary than breaking your job yeah. the whole game, so. I don't know if this is true but Kype the way I remember it is that I broke my jaw I think you threw an interception probably uh, <laughs> I was probably. trying to chase it was either they were running back a punt or or no because I wasn't usually in on punts because that was special teams was like the you know four plays a game that I got to sit down but so i think it's i think i can blame this squarely on you uh for <laughs> this, i mean that's fair that's i mean fair. which i guess i should thank you because it's pretty badass and it's a great story <laughs> and it's like i said i peaked so but but yeah that was another story after that josh like, i don't know if you remember this but uh we went to like mcdonald's for some reason a couple that was the, that was a volley. We went to a volleyball match. Was that what it was? Yeah, we went to yep. McDonald's to go get some food, and Josh goes up and he had his jaw wired shut at the time because mm-hmm. he <laughs> broke his jaw playing a football game. <laughs> and he was like, "Excuse me, ma'am, can I get some chicken noodle soup with just the broth?" And she was like, "What?" And he's like, "I want just just the broth." It's just like, "Why?" And I was like. Because his jaw is broke. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And she like strained the noodles and the meat out before. Like, just drink the broth at McDonald's winter. I think it was winter South Dakota. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that's so funny. Oh, bless her heart. Yeah. that I'll tell you, that's a long six weeks of uh, drinking chicken noodle soup broth. I definitely sure. believe that. I Honestly, that's the part of it that I think of a lot is like, Man, if I broke my jaw, like if I had to like drink the things that I usually eat, <laughs> you know, like what, what like would I have to eat, quote unquote, like that wouldn't mess me up texture wise, like all blended up. Like I imagine it would just be, yeah, I don't even, I, I got to give you, got to give cre- credit to my, my humble co-host here <laughs> for for all of that no it was over thanksgiving that i was wired shut and so i tried to do oh, like the, the putting worst. the turkey in the blender with the gravy just <laughs> meat, meat don't blend <laughs> it does not work you can add all the gravy that you want it's gonna still no, suck no, meat smoothie is not a thing so <laughs> no it was a lot of ice cream and like putting in as much like peanut butter and chocolate and as many calories as you could possibly get into it, you know, right. You drink all your calories. So there's a lot of that going on, but I still, yeah, I think I weighed 170 to start and was, yeah, down to like one. I think I got under 150 by the time it was all said and done. So oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, now being, being the PT, I'm just curious, like, do you have any after effects from that? Like, do you have like TMJ problems at all? No, I never have. Never really? have. And I broke it on both sides. Like there's yeah. a fracture on both sides, but no, I've never. The only last fracture on both sides. Mm-hmm. God, badass. <laughs> Just straight badass. <laughs> the only uh, lasting effects are my teeth are crooked right there. Because I had 
had braces and yeah. then I broke it and they've put the wires in and it, yeah, it messed up my bottom teeth, but that's, that's it. No, yeah. Pain or lock jaw or anything like that. So, nice. huh. yep. Uh, the other thing I remember about it is that, uh, at a basketball game later that year, Austin, you were shooting a free throw and it was against, uh, Wagner and they started chanting broken jaw broken jaw while you were <laughs> shooting a free throw they thought it was you <laughs> and so <laughs> then i ended up uh i ended up being like no that was me hey and i went over <laughs> i went over to the other side of the gym and the guy who broke my jaw was there so i like sat down and talked i'm like hey you you kind of screwed me up for <laughs> a good month and a half yep. like so yep i remember that part too <laughs> yep. do you remember who it was that hit you from Wagner? i don't not anymore no oh, okay yeah okay <laughs> I just remember. No, he would have been gone by then. He about killed me. I just, <laughs> I just remember our our junior year when we were mediocre at football, <laughs> and we snuck into the playoffs that year. We played Wagner first round of course, again, of course. And of we were teams. Oh, yeah, they're, Wagner they're the, folks. Yep, they're the worst. <laughs> so, but I remember. We uh we were getting stomped pretty good at this time, and Coach Hurt was like, "All right, quarterback sneak, I'm like perfect." <laughs> so run a quarterback sneak, and we get like fifteen yards, first down, perfect. So what does Coach Hurt do? Quarterback, quarterback. sneak again. <laughs> so we run it again, and we get like five yards or something like that. So what's the third play that comes? quarterback <laughs> and i just remember it was one of the nichols brothers who were stout corn-fed oh. farming boys mm-hmm. and i can't remember which one it was but he comes and he lines up over you over yeah. center uh-huh. and he just points at me and i'm like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> needless to say we didn't gain any yards on third, third quarterback sneak. that was the game when it snowed so much and they had to like pile off the fields and that's my yeah. most vivid football memory is probably <laughs> starting his glove on fire. Yeah. Because that was the game you hurt your hand by, and I had to go and play quarterback. Remember that? Your no. hand swelled up? Was, was that the same year? No, when Brett started his uh, glove on fire, that's when we were sophomores. Because I only played one way that year because I had to play for Erickson. Well, the one, and, the one where you hurt your hand, you were as junior because I threw the. Yeah. Then I got put in for the first play. They threw a pass play, and I'm a, I've been sitting on the bench doing nothing. It's <laughs> a pass play. It's like negative twenty degrees out, and they throw a bubble screen. I had to throw it to Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, yep. I, Josh hikes me the ball, and I throw this complete duck over to Mike, and it hits the ground like five foot in front of him. And I run to the sideline, Mr. Hurts, what are you doing? And I'm like, I've been standing over and freezing my butt off for four hours. <laughs> you expect out of me. <laughs> yeah. Then you went back in, thank God. <laughs> Get my eyes back in. What, you know, what, what strikes me as crazy is just, you know, watching these athletes down here now, and just like looking at the facilities that they have, they have a strength and conditioning coordinator. We had a a, a makeshift gym that was underneath bleachers, you know, <laughs> yeah, our weight yeah. room, the, our dungeon, room, the yeah. dungeon, like and just yeah. the the differences between what they have here and like what what we did back home. <laughs> and like the thing is, is like they have like top notch helmets, top notch pads, all that stuff. 
we had one set of skill pads and Rocky Nelson had them. So I being quarterback had, I was wearing lineman pads. I could lift my (laughs) arm halfway up. Like how am I supposed to throw football? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) we couldn't go out. We, our school apparently couldn't afford two skill pads. So it's like jeepers. It's kind of like when coach told Saracen to go change his pads out at halftime in the state game. Yeah, we didn't have that option. Yeah, I, I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't have that option. One size fits all pads. Yeah. yeah, one size fits all. Doesn't matter what position you play. 150 or 350, it's the same set of pads. Put them on, shut up. <laughs> oh my God. Ridiculous. Oh, man. That is the best. This is my story. I have one little story. It's not the same as Texas football, but so when I, I my first job at a school was I worked for an orthopedic surgeon in Minnesota, and uh, we had an athletic trainer who covered like five different schools around there. So she obviously couldn't cover every football game. So I went to a game one night, and I was going to be the makeshift athletic trainer, tape ankles, you know. And then uh, we did a lot of concussion testing, so I was just there for the game. And um, it was Marshall, Minnesota versus Mankato, one of the Mankato schools. Mm-hmm. And uh, again. You know, playing 11, we were 11B or 11A. We were 11B, right? B, yeah. Whatever. B. Mm-hmm. Whatever. 11, probably smallest 11 man football. And all of a sudden, Mankato and Marshall runs out in the field. And I literally was just like, this is high school football. They were so <laughs> freaking big. I mean, they, all their linemen were, you know, 260, 270 to 300 pounds. You know, I mean, they were out there. I was just like, what in the hell? They all looked like a bunch of doofs. I mean, it was just, <laughs> yeah. it was just unreal. Like, oh my god! I was like, this is just, this is a whole other level than what we grew up with. I mean, I was six four and I weighed like at the max one ninety five, and I was like, oh, I was a big guy in high school. <laughs> I would have gotten destroyed, <laughs> in <that> game, <laughs> destroyed in that game. Bad. Uh, man, uh, I think one of my just like going back and watching film wise of it, one of the best things senior year of football when we were playing in the governor's bowl when we were yes. playing uh yeah just thinking about this yeah, yeah todd when county which when you were telling about the guy parachuting out of the the, yeah, the plane, the plane. I thought, well we had a helicopter after we that, did yeah that's right. 50 yard ah. line then yeah. the governor got out yeah yeah but we have a plane in that game um uh, uh, cody Schoenrock, who you know pretty much i think he went out like what his senior year, junior year, senior year, and that's it. <laughs> junior and senior, yeah. Yeah. But like he was he was a farm kid. He was strong. Uh-huh. So and like pretty good at football, actually. Not bad. Uh-huh. But just didn't really know the the rules of football. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and and Todd County goes back to line up for a punt and their punter gets it, sends this beauty in the air, and he's just admiring his punt. And Cody comes off the side and just levels him <laughs> about five seconds after the punt's gone. And you can see the ref just behind him just kind of shake his head and just throw his flag out. And just be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I think that was the same game. It was for sure on that field that I think Rocky had like a punt return where he literally somehow broke like 13 tackles. Yep. Like <laughs> you, you just keep counting and you get like above the 11 players that they, so he had to have <laughs> beat somebody multiple times twice. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty I, sweet. But yeah. Rocky had a hell of a game that, that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
Man, uh, I mean that's that's why we got you guys on here. The uh, <laughs> the good stuff from the, yeah. the Black Panther days. Uh, oh, Austin, I don't think this is you've probably heard this yet because I don't think it's been released yet. But w- there's something about uh, this was after Miles in my time, but something about ice cold milk in an Oreo cookie, or was that like a chant on the bus? Oh yeah, yeah. So my senior year, we uh, we got we joined schools with Geddes, which was an adventure and a half. It was, just, <laughs> it, was it was fun, but um, yeah, we used to sing. Just it was a stupid song. It was ice cold milk and an Oreo cookie. They together go together. It's a classic combination. O R E O. No idea what that had to do with yeah. or riding on a bus, but we would sit in the, in the bus and sing that over and over. That was like along with the. Who's got big balls? Who's <laughs> got big balls? balls. <laughs> like, like those two things we would say all over and over and over on the bus. It was a blast. I mean, yeah. one of those stupid things that you tell to yeah. somebody now, they're just like, what are you talking yeah. about? Well, it was awesome. There was an episode so that, that I tried to explain it to Josh, and he was like, "This must have been after I was done." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah I don't know so, what. Uh, I don't know where it came from. I don't know what." Legit, we, I could send out some text, but should I figure out why we saying that? Because it had to be from the get us and New Oh Island yeah. Guys. Oh, well, the thing that the thing that I remember about it was when you'd go into the Oreo, we do that. And Brady would yell out some like yeah. catchphrase from the commercial that it was apparently so my, from. My first thought was I could text Brady Copal. He, he would tell us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brady would know. Yeah, because yeah. everybody would do the oh, and Brady would like shout out, "I'm Brandy Jackson," and it would get more <laughs> oh, ridiculous yeah, each time. It would right. get more and more like by the end of it, it would just be like, <laughs> 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 right. I forgot about that part, but yeah. I always remember the song. <laughs> and then who's got big balls? Randall's got big balls. And yeah. <laughs> Good times. Well, thanks for uh thanks for sharing <laughs> those with the world. Uh hopefully <laughs> other people think they're funny too, but <laughs> I, I thought it was great. Good stuff. Yeah. We probably should uh, move it along into our awards section. Uh, so unless there's any objections, any other last minute things you guys need to get in. We'll, uh, <laughs> no, we, we've, uh, I think we've covered quite a large majority of it. <laughs> I think so too. Uh, we'll be right back with our awards for the week. All right, folks, we're back on track now. Uh, It's time for our awards. Uh, Gentlemen, we usually start with the Coach Taylor inspo rating. Uh, So we're going to do that as we always do. Um, Season finale, you expect Coach to bring it. I'm not sure that Coach quite made it up to finale standards. Uh, What are we thinking, guys? How inspiring was Coach this week? Uh, You know, I already said it earlier that, you know, when he came in to give his little speech kind of to save his job, I was just like, man, I think you threw like a, like a five out there when you needed a nine or a 10, man. So <clears throat> I don't know. Like it was, it was okay. He seemed more angry than anything, which makes it obviously a lot less inspiring. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot else in there. Um, I'd probably give coach a, a five, maybe a six, maybe a six. Yeah. It's kind of hard because we already had state in a, previous 
episode. And so it's like, we're past the, it's yeah, we're past like the football inspiration. And, Which really uh, just gets pooped on in this episode. Just gets pooped on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm inclined to agree with Austin here. We, uh, we barely get, you know, a half-assed attempt to, to maintain his job. You know, I, I, once again, you know, I kind of cracked up at his kind of almost fourth wall breaking joke of, I don't even know what we're doing here at the <laughs> wedding. I barely know Billy Riggins. Uh, now that that was inspirational, but I thought that was funny. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of skimming my notes here and aside, I mean, you know, we get that nice little shot at the end, not necessarily inspirational, but you know, Mm-hmm. him you know ready to go out and do the job next year but yeah i mean i'd, I'd be hard pressed to give him anything more than a more than a strong four to a five uh mm-hmm. there's I'm, just not much to work with 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 coach here uh I, I'll, I'll give him points for like confronting jd or joe mccoy head on uh but that's, that's true that's about it hmm. i was gonna say four is as high as i would go uh, but yeah, I hadn't thought about the Joe McCoy aspect of it. He does kind of stand up to him a little bit. So, uh, but I think four, four sounds about right. Miles, you on board with a four for this? Yeah, I, I figured that he'd fight a little bit more for his job. So that was a little bit disappointing. Um, but he, you know, he does show, uh, not really in a speech by any means, but you know, shows some good support with Tammy towards the end there. So I think yeah. that kind of creeps him up a little bit. So I, I'd give him a four. Yep. Nothing probably higher than that. Yep. All right. So, Coach, uh, we're going to give you a four for the week. Um, yeah, not a lot to work with as far as football content goes. So, um, yeah, not bad, but not great. Julie Taylor Hatometer. What do we have from Julie? She tries to break up with Matt. So, hate that. Hate it. <laughs> Especially at a wedding. Like, why kill the vibe? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's, Come on. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. You've got like, this is, yeah, like it's springtime. Like you've got a whole summer to figure this out. You don't jump straight into it and at a wedding, no less. Uh, yeah, I hate that. But that's really, uh, aside from that, the only other Julie that we get, if memory serves, is her getting the new car and kind of having a, a moment with Tammy. So, I mean, uh, nothing to hate there. Very human moment. So I, I'll, I'll go with like a, a three. That's the number that I was thinking too. That that seems fair. Yeah, there's really not much to argue with there. I mean, three is three is pretty fair. She's definitely not likable. We're not going to go positive, so <laughs> we'll just give her a nice easy three. Uh, Amy T. Garden, come on the show. <laughs> we've we've got <laughs> we've got season four coming up, and if memory serves, yeah, I guess uh, rough. She's gonna get. She's gonna be pretty consistently in the positives. Uh, uh, maybe breaking the scale. Next season. <laughs> so, yeah, this is what it was created for. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You think you hate her now? Uh, just wait. Big rig beer tally. We had a couple for sure. Two that I counted. Nothing at the wedding. Is that? Did you catch any? Nothing that I saw at the wedding. I maybe should have been looking closer, but um, nothing that I saw at the wedding. I'm almost surprised that we didn't see any at the auction. Yeah, right. <laughs> or even just at Riggins Riggs, honestly. Um, yeah, just those those two at the beginning was all I caught. Okay. Well, if the wedding reception really did go all night, uh, we can assume that a lot of beers were consumed. But for the yes. purpose of the Big Rig Beer Tally, we're just adding two on this week. 
Next up, we have the Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen Aw Shucks Goofus Maloofus moment of the week. Uh, Matt kind of stood up for himself a little bit here. Um, I'm I'm going to go ahead and nominate the moment where he <laughs> breaks grandma out of the old folks home uh, hastily <laughs> and decides that he's not going to go to Chicago. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe something he didn't put enough thought into before just diving right into it. I think that to me is a, uh, you know, <sighs> goofus maloofusy enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of the Matt Saracen Oshuck's dumbass moment of the week. Breaking <laughs> grandma out, but. That really had some authority in this one though. He said no to breaking up and Eddie yeah. broke grandma out. I mean, had, a, yeah. had some balls this episode at least. <laughs> yeah, well, decisive. I, I think even honestly, had it not worked, I think saying no to I want to break up with you is a pretty goofus maloofus uh, <laughs> moment, but it ended up working in his favor, but I think in, in any other context, maybe not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Julie even says, right? Like, this is, it wasn't really a yes or no question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we should break up. No. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have the Donald Buddy Garrity sleazeball movie. <laughs> yes. I got to be it's, trying yeah. to get back on Macalette. Yeah, one hundred percent. He is. Yeah. He is going all in <laughs> on that. <one. laughs> he he's yeah. He sees the opening of you know it's it's her daughter's wedding. She's you know the alcohol's going. She's the love is in the air and Buddy is making his move. <laughs> Who knows why it. he's there at all? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. Aside from the one time that he was with Ma Collette. He has no other relationship <laughs> to Ma Collette or any, I mean, he's, I guess technically his daughter is dating Tim Riggins, but that's not enough to show up at the wedding. Yeah. That's you're, you're several steps. Because he today. hates that his daughter is dating Tim Riggins. He wouldn't go to Tim Riggins, brother's wedding. There's no other reason. No. Yeah. This decision is as easy as uh, him starting a fight in a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's just right there. It's the epitome yep. of it. It's yep. It's gotta be. All right. So that's our sleazeball move of the week. We had some music cues. I know what my favorite is. Uh, but let's review our notable music cues. Sure. So we have uh, Something Good This Way Comes by Jacob Dylan. We had The One by Aiden Falls. And then my choice Absolutely. is going to be Baby I Love Your Way by the 17 Rita's <laughs> Cantina uh, house band. <laughs> They need to get that version up on Spotify so we can. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, Hayes did not vote for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He hated it. He hated it. not having it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, outdated pop culture reference of the week. Uh, anything we need to cancel? Anything like that? How'd this episode hold up? I didn't catch anything, to be entirely so. honest with you. My wife pointed out. Uh, Julie's hair with like the the kind of like the wavy the hair, yeah, yeah, the crimping, and then like the folded over one eye look. Like <laughs> she pointed that out pretty quick. And uh, that's a good one. Actually, go. my girlfriend pointed the same thing out, and yeah, yeah that's a good. So, uh, that might be the. That might be the one. Yeah, that that kind of makes me just thinking about that now. It makes me feel a little. Uh, some sort of way, I think. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Get that hairstyle. Get That's, some things that tingling. Yeah, that brings, that brings me back. 
<laughs> All right, our uh, quote of the episode. There, there. I feel like we've got some options here. There's got to be some good ones for this. I'm gonna nominate uh, item twenty-eight. It's an owl's head that actually is made from a deer's rear end. Who'll give me twenty-five dollars for the owl's head? Billy Riggins. That's a big owl just sitting there <laughs> staring at you. It's cool, but no. <laughs> uh, the only quote that I wrote down that got a chuckle out of me was once again, uh, Coach Taylor at the wedding. You know, I don't know why we're here. I don't know Billy Riggins that well. <laughs> I don't have the full quote, but I like Tim's speech about why he shouldn't go to college, basically. Yes. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was good, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right up there. What what's the I was what's the name of the bar? They don't even have a bar like Schmidt's where I can just go relax yeah. and be myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I laughed out loud when that one happened. Yeah. Where's <laughs> where's the me time? Uh I think that's all I have written down. Does the IMDB have any listed? Not I I did a quick scan of the page and I did not see any nothing there. All right. Mm-hmm. What do we think? What's the what's the winner, fellas? I kind of like the Coach Taylor one myself because I feel like I've been in that situation before. <laughs> like, why Why in the hell are we here? <laughs> uh, I have no arguments. I have, they, they were all good, but that, that one is pretty funny. It's good. I usually, and this has been stated before, I usually hate when shows break the fourth wall, but I actually feel like it's answering, it's acknowledging a question that we came up that we also had so uh i appreciate the nod that's good i did love the tim riggins quote about where's the me time they don't even have a place like smitty's (laughs) um so i i mean i'm cool with that one and i i obviously i wrote down the coach taylor one so i do like that one as well so i i'm good with either of those yeah well uh we're gonna defer to our guests we're gonna be good hosts and defer to our guests and we're gonna go with uh coach taylor why are we even here uh, for this week's quote of the week. Okay. Our MVP of the episode, who, who won this, this episode? I, I got to think here a little bit. Riggins <laughs> I, uh, brothers. I, I, I was, was going to say Riggins brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Nominate Billy Riggins. Yeah. Anytime Billy came on, I just started. I loved it. I mean, <laughs> the wedding was everything I hoped it would be. Um, the auction was great. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so yeah, yeah, Riggins brothers together. The, uh, the, the, Freaking uh, landing strip shirt, I think. Yeah, yes, right. Um, I was <laughs> gonna say, to pick one. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say Riggins Brothers, but if we have to pick one, I we gotta hand it to Billy Riggins. I think on this one. Yeah. I mean, they got a hydraulic lift for thirteen hundred dollars. I feel <laughs> yeah, like right. that's a steal. That that's a win. I mean, uh, good for uh, them. I bought a Texas Longhorn. I mean, they killed it. This <laughs> yeah, they, they, right. They really did. We we found out that Billy is gonna have a kid. Oh he yeah, got married. Yes. Yeah. We give it to Billy. Oh, it's it's Billy. Billy. Billy is never gonna. He's never gonna be hired. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's very true. It's things and on don't a finale go well episode, for Billy. no less. You gotta. Yeah. yeah. Good Billy. Good for Billy. He's going to Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving the country. On and on. On and on. <laughs> Congratulations, Billy Riggins. You are this week's MVP of the episode. That leaves us with our episode rating uh, for uh, the season finale of season three. Scale of one to ten. How good was this episode? Let's put a numerical value to it. 
Well, the most recent episode that we recorded isn't out yet. So a spoiler for our guests. We did give season three, episode 12, a 10. It was a 10. Um, it was a tenor. Um, I don't know that I'm willing to go that high on uh, this one. I don't think it matched up. Uh, episode 12 of season thir- three got both of us in our feelings pretty deep, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird podcast. We went. Uh... <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, this one was good. I mean, this has got to be, I- I'm thinking a strong eight, if not a, a light nine. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think? I- I'd say the lowest I'm willing to go is an eight. So is this, mm-hmm. uh, is this an, an eight? I, I, or would nine? Go nine. I would go nine because it, it was, it was funny. There was a lot of drama with it. And then like you said, the, you know, find out that coach is going to be coaching East Dillon, which is a huge a big pivotal deal. moment in the yeah. show. I mean, I think it's going to bump it up to a nine. Yep. And Billy Riggins is the MVP. I mean, yeah. we've, been waiting for that. we've been waiting for that day, right? We got to we got to do the cameo. We got to buy Billy Riggins's cameo now. He is on there. Yeah, How much is that? That's a good question. more than you would expect. <laughs> uh, we literally, I think, when we were looking through it, uh, whenever several, I mean, probably close to a year ago, we looked at all the Friday Night Lights uh, actors that are on cameo and the most expensive of course is donnie buddy garrity um who he charges 150 um and billy riggins is like the second or third most expensive and we literally were like who is this guy like his picture looks (laughs) nothing yeah he looks nothing like billy like he's like wearing glasses (laughs) like he's he's got a really like you know like it's a, a weirdly nice headshot it looks nothing like billy riggins at all we had to like actually go oh that's who that is and no he does not deserve that amount of money like it's, i want to say like he's pushing like 60 to 80 dollars which what is I would yeah, say, yeah. too much yeah, yeah. Fair. but if you want to get waverly that that's on the cheap <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> and the video will you'll you'll get what you pay for <clears throat> yeah absolutely but. All right, so to land on rating, I, I think it sounds like we're all kind of leaning towards a nine. Is that correct? We're all comfortable with that. All right, good episode. Not quite as good as episode 12, but solid. I believe on IMDb, this was a nine as yeah. well, which is really high for the IMDb yeah. rating. I was going to say, I wanted to look at Let's what see the what previous episode was. 9.2 was okay, episode yeah. 12. So, Okay, well... That's it. Uh, we're just left as we have been doing lately. Um, what's the, what's the moral of the episode? What did we learn? What's the big takeaway that we can, uh, take from what we saw and how can we apply it to our lives? Big question I was not prepared for. Yeah. Kind of sprung that one on us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, there's more to life after high school. Because this I think is that might the, be the moral of the entire show, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is just kind of like the mass exodus of like all, yeah. Of, yeah. You know, everybody's going off to college now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Taylor is moving on to a different high school. Yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of the mass exodus from Dylan, mm-hmm. and you're kind of seeing people going their own ways, and people are finding out that you know there is life after Dylan. Yeah. And they're going to kind of start exploring that. That's so. good. That's good. 
Which, by the way, I know a Kyle Chandler in the state of Texas, grew up here his entire life, doesn't watch Friday Night Lights. Is, no his lo- actual name is Kyle Chandler? Kyle Chandler, yeah. So my, <laughs> so my wife went to, to college with him, is best friends with his wife. That's how I met him. His name is Kyle Chandler. He, he, he grew up and was born in Texas, did not watch Friday Night Lights, we're no longer friends. uh can we get him on the show so we can uh tell people (laughs) coming up next week kyle (laughs) absolutely uh my buddy uh actually i ran into your i saw today uh in brookings who is a packers fan uh i know we got some some packers fans in the chat here um uh he was talking about some guy that he follows on twitter had tweeted like as a troll move. Uh, there's some like receiver, I guess that's an a Rogers that yeah. he saw. Like he he got a notification of a tweet. That's like a Rogers resigns, uh, you know, with the Packers. And he was like, Oh, and then yeah, yeah I realized that it was <laughs> the wrong one. Yeah. Different a Rogers, a. Rogers than the one that uh, is currently, I guess, kind of giving him a little hell. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Well, I think, Josh, you know, I like to uh, go a little bit uh, more <laughs> narrow in my <laughs> morals of the episode. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think, well, the, the first thing that came to my mind was, uh, you know, if you're just about to start a small business and you've got a kid on the way. And this is coming from somebody that's pretty financially irresponsible. <laughs> maybe don't buy a steer. <laughs> or or be a mascot. Or be good at what you're going to do. He couldn't <laughs> yeah, even also get his own that, pickup yeah. to run. Also that. Also that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, though. Are we sure that was a bad idea? I, I don't remember how yes, the steer things were. <laughs> yes. yeah. Once again, okay. he's, he's starting okay. a small business and has a child on the way. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you, my, my first thought when you said... Uh, you know, what's the moral of this was Billy Riggins MVP. I was just going to start chanting MVP. And now we say that, I'm like, Jesus, that was an awful decision. <laughs> <laughs> the way take away, the takeaway is award. That was bad. I, do, no. do, I don't know if, if we did get the number that they, did they, did they say how much they spent on, on the steer? I had <laughs> in my mind know. that it was 1500 that they had 1500 left. That's not a purchase. Like that. That's not so. the purchase to make. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Um, I think the main lesson for me is uh, if you finally get Grandma Saracen locked away in an old folks' home, just leave her there. Just <laughs> leave well enough alone. <laughs> Don't back out. Well, good. There, there, there you have it, folks. It is not only entertaining, it is uh, beneficial and good for making life decisions. Friday, that's why we love it. That's why we watch it. Miles and Austin, just, just a pleasure to, to have two former Black Panthers on uh, to get your guys' perspective. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, you can let me know uh, once we stop recording which parts you need me to take out for <laughs> uh, to keep your 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 significant others happy and to keep yourself out of trouble uh, just let me know but uh, we'll make sure we Austin had Kobe right across the table it was a wise move 
Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. She's gone now. I can say whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> my wife went, went to bed, bed at yeah, my wife went to bed at nine. So yeah. <laughs> you get yeah, it's free game now. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun, guys. Appreciate you having us on. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it turned out really well. We're we're we were happy to have you all yeah. the time. Yeah, we'll so, see if we can get this thing spread across the state of Texas. So <laughs> once once we get our foot in the door in Texas, it's 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 gonna take off. It's for over sure. for all these other Friday Night Lights rewatch podcasts. That's we've, sure. <laughs> we've already nailed down the West Indies. Shout out to our listeners there. We've already got the Laos thing covered, but if we can just get into Texas, uh, <laughs> that'll be it. That's, so. that's what I want my last thing to be on this podcast. I just want to say Texas forever. <laughs> forever. that's right well thank you to everyone who has been listening who has stuck with us uh again shout out to our listeners in the west indies shout out to our listeners in laos uh shout out to all of you wherever you are we're glad that you're with us uh check us out on twitter oh, anthony yes shout out to the guy who was it he did he tweet oh, yeah, us yeah, 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 yeah. from wales oh, oh. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. Did I not send that one to you? I don't think so. Um, yeah, he said, uh, Niall, uh, said, loving the this podcast, guys. Only up to episode two hundred four, but at this rate, I'm listening. I will catch up very soon. Great work, and always fun to revisit the awesome FNL. Keep up the good work, and I'll one hundred percent listen to the OC rewatch podcast if you yeah. do it. Niall from Wales, UK. Nice, man. Shout out to that guy. Uh, yeah. Also, shout out to the guy who went back to his Twitter uh, Twitter feed. Going, was, oh, that's <laughs> a girl, girl, private. Marns. Oh, okay, girl. <laughs> oh, girl. not a guy. Okay. <laughs> well, we we uh, we already uh, she she went to private, so we don't want to offend her anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we shamed her into making her her Twitter profile public again. So, uh, shout out to that person. But yeah, check us out on Twitter, Reliving Lights. Please do give us a, a rating and a, you know a comment or whatever on Apple Podcasts because yeah, apparently please. we're like gaining some traction there, so that's fun. So yeah. thanks to all of you who've done that already. I think that pretty much wraps it up for the week. Any parting words, Anthony? No, uh, great episode, great season. Uh, we'll we'll see you in season four. That's it. Thanks forever. <laughs> <laughs>